0: Well, listen, I'm aspiring to sublime feminine, 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 feminine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aspiring to foot. Fe- oh, so, whatever. <laughs> I love what I'm doing, but i my best. Hey. What's happening? What's happening with you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. You're here. Gonna do this po- we're gonna do this podcast in two parts, guys, because Casey's <laughs> traveling tomorrow. Yes, and it seemed a bit like a tight squeeze.
1: A little bit of a squeeze for me. A
0: squeeze. We don't need anyone being squeezed. <laughs> no one needs to be. No one needs to feel squeezed in this moment in time.
1: We don't need any squeeze. I mean, a good squeeze. Yes. But Sure. A, sque- a
0: squeeze is a squeeze. If yeah. it's a good squeeze. Yeah. If it's a bad squeeze. If, you f- if you're feeling a squeeze that's not a good squeeze, get out. Get out of it. Get out of there. <laughs> well, I got to tell you something. These fucking emails for Cyber Monday, guys, cool it. Give it a rest. We get it.
1: It's a lot. Honestly,
0: honestly, if I wanted something from your company, I would I would go to the site and be like, oh, I wonder if there's a deal. Yes. I would assume that
1: most companies worth their salt are having some type of Cyber
0: Monday sale. But now it's like not even it's not even because of pandemic. Sorry, I have this turkey sandwich. I know. No, it's okay. I just asked. But listen, I'm going to take a
1: sandwich myself.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. It feels like a sandwich vibe. Well, actually, I've been having bad luck today with liquid food, so I had to go solid. What Like <laughs> what kind of bad well, luck? Well, because I went to get my hair color, like, touched up, my roots. Yeah. And I hadn't eaten yet. And I was like, okay, I'll just get a smoothie on yeah. root. And it was literally disgusting, like dirt. It was like dirt. Mm. It tasted like dirt.
1: What kind and of smoothie was it? A dirt smoothie?
0: Yeah. Um, obviously I don't know. It's just, it's it's a, it's a place that's here. Uh I think there's a couple of them and I not, I'm not going to call anyone out. It was just trash. So then, and she was like, the girl doing my hair, it's on the same block as the place where the hair place was. And she's like, Oh yeah, it's weird. Their smoothies are really bad. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) And it was like 14 bucks or something. It was terrible. So Waste of money and couldn't eat it, couldn't drink it, oh, couldn't no. get that. So then after I left, I was like, soup sounds good. Also, I've been, I been—I want to talk to you about this. My throat, one side of my throat has been hurting for like too long.
1: Oh, since when?
0: Two months. Two months? Girl, go to the doctor. I'm going. Okay. I shouldn't have even mentioned it because now Barbara Phillips is going to call me. Yeah, of course. I have an appointment. Okay. I called the doctor. Yeah, just get that checked. I know it's weird. It like freaked me out. It's freaking me out now. Now well, it's freaking me out. Well, it was freaking I'm sure me out and now it's freaking me out. Have you been on antibiotics since I was, you've yeah, had that? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And it didn't go away? No. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, here's the possibility. And you guys out there... Know this, obviously, because everybody we're all living the same fucking life at this point. Live. Lives. Lives. Everyone's been sick nonstop. Right. And, like, so many people have been like, oh, yeah, I got sick. It's not COVID. And I've been sick for seven weeks. Right. Because there's, like, that RSV going around. Flu is terrible. and I don't know. I was, like, traveling last week. Yeah. And... I don't know. So I mean, it's hard to say that this has been consistent for two months. But it's definitely been a thing. Yeah. And like I don't know, whatever. I'm gonna go. Plus, you have like your sinus issues, which could be like
1: affecting your throat, but it's just good to get it. Post nasal
0: drip. Right. Of
1: course. Yeah.
0: Um oh my god, I did get that thing that you recommended. Oh, the nasal spray? Yeah, the product. Yeah. Well, I didn't get the exact one you recommended. I got like the one that I saw. Oh, okay. Had this it the same active ingredient or whatever. Okay. Which, by the way, guys, is like, it's like an herbal, not proven,
1: right? Is not. Yeah, what? it's it's the active ingredient is xylitol, which is like a sweet, like a low calorie sweetener. But the reason that um. I was curious about the nasal spray is because in the past when I had an earache, my doctor recommended getting some xylitol xylitol to put in my tea and chew xylitol gum because it is helpful sometimes, I guess, when you're sick, I guess. In I don't cavities, know. And yes, cavities. Yes. So anyway. Is xylitol here to save us all? I mean... I think it also, it's possible it gives you diarrhea if you eat it in huge amounts. Honestly, bring it on. Yeah. Which I'm like, listen, sometimes I honestly, if it's not that bad, like I would, diarrhea is a side effect I can handle. Let's say that. Well, you know me. Yeah. That's your life story. You know, it's like- Diarrhea you know. is like if it's not too bad, it's just like a little me time.
0: You know what I mean? Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I don't feel that way, but like I am definitely like just like whatever. I don't care. Yeah, you know. Um,
1: but um, how, did it did it do
0: anything for you? It well, what I was going to say is my sinuses have really been hurting. Yeah, like for also similarly for a long time. Yeah, and uh, great. It it's been great. Oh, good! I, it went like the pain went away. Oh, good! I need to remember to do it again today. Yeah, um, I want to keep. I want to keep it up.
1: Yeah, I'm glad it I'm helped a little. At the very least, I believe this. Uh, and scientists, correct me. Xylitol is like, um, it pulls moisture into. Like it's it's one of the it's a humectant, so it pulls moisture. So even if like your sinuses were like a little dry from being irritated or whatever, I think at the very least it would like moisturize your sinuses a little bit and make them feel better. Wild. We've had bad um, liquid luck today too. Matt had a bowl of cereal this morning with some oat milk in it. And then – After, there was, like, just a very little amount of oat milk left, and so he was like, it's not enough to do anything with, so he just dumped it out, and then there was, like, a full layer of mold in the bottom of the container that he didn't see. uh... And so he was like, medical question, what happens if you drank moldy oat milk? And I was like, I mean obviously like i know mold can make you really really ill uh if you ingest enough mold or the right type of mold it can really seriously fuck your shit up so anyway he um took a swig of tequila and then ate some uh some pickles to see (laughs) if that would because all all the internet this is not like medieval times
0: (laughs) do you know what i mean Like, what is he doing? Well, all the Internet.
1: That's insane. All the Internet said was that, listen, I've heard from other people. They're like, when I've suspected that I just ate something that's going to give me food poisoning, I drink like a high proof alcohol thing. So I think that was the wisdom there. And then I read online that oftentimes your stomach acid will kill mold in your stomach um if you're lucky and so that was the thought behind eating some pickles but um all the internet says is like keep an eye on yourself like my husband said it remind do you know that episode of the simpsons where homer eats blowfish and then he like has to wait for 24 hours to see if he dies no but i mean yeah, Now I do. Now you do. But anyway, he was like, I feel like Homer Simpson in the Blowfish episode of The Simpsons. But um, so far, so good. He's fine so far. I think we all probably eat and consume a great deal of molds that we're unaware of. It's just being aware of it is what weighs heavily on your heart.
0: Well, I also would say that I think that we all like are getting food poisoned a lot.
1: Yeah, probably, probably. I mean, yes,
0: I'm, I do. Yes, I believe in. I believe that We're to be true. Definitely eating. Bu- We're eating bugs. Disgusting shit, guys. Some turds. Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, we are. Speaking of which, oh my god, the cat fully pooped on Mark's bed today. Oh, as, as he was cleaning the litter box, he was <gasps> cl- just cleaning it. Whoa! I guess he really had to go. Whoa! That's what are you going to do? Such an insult. I mean, yes, but also, like, I said to Mark, I was like, I mean, he had to go. When you got to go, you got to go. There was no <laughs> other litter box, you know?
1: That's how I feel every time I try to go in the Target bathroom and they're cleaning it, which is they're every always time. Always cleaning it. They're every always time. cleaning it. And I'm like, come on. 100%. Come on. But I don't, like, in, you know, I don't poop in the bedding section. Obviously not. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, I'm sure that's how your cat felt. Like he was like, of course, the time when I have to use the bathroom, it's being cleaned.
0: Sorry, I'm chewing, guys. Hold on one that's second. That's
1: okay. What is that noise? Is someone like doing, is someone vacuuming upstairs or something?
0: I, I heard hear like anything. this
1: weird noise and it sounded like like a movie sound effect for when something scary is about to happen. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> I'm sure they can't hear it on the recording, but it sounded like, Mwah. you know how like, you know, wah, in a movie, that means something ominous
0: is about to happen. Yes, I do. <laughs> that was like, again, guys, I'm years behind on The Crown, but uh, Birdie and I were watching two episodes of The Crown last night, and we watched the one where, um, Lord. Mountbatten was assassinated. Spoiler alert.
1: (laughs) Don't ruin the end for me.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's history, guys. But by the way, I obviously didn't know that he was assassinated because as it was, it was really well directed. Yeah. I liked, and it was like, did you watch it? You watched yeah, it. Yeah. But I watched it so but long do you, ago. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's the, when he gets, he's like the, it's on the boat, you know, the IRA. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> remember that from like five years ago yes. when you were watching the show <laughs> when it first came out? Yes. I do remember that. Um, but the way that they were like cutting it and there was this music playing and I was like, something terrible is about to happen, Bertie. Oh no, I can't take it. Something terrible is going to happen. Wait, who are those guys? Those guys in that car. They're going to do something. Something terrible is about to happen. Bertie's like, stop, mom, stop. And I was like, didn't they talk about the IRA at the beginning of the episode? Something's going to happen. Something really bad is about to happen. And they were just like, they kept cutting from like people killing things. It was like Charles right. killing a fish and uh, uh, Anne and the queen killing... I don't know what they were killing. Birds maybe. I don't know. Anne didn't kill anything. She missed. Of course. And then Prince Philip ki- killing all the pheasants with whoever he was with. Right. And then Lord Batten, Bat- wait, Lord Mountbatten. Mount Lord Mountbatten was about to kill the- they were lobstering and they he, they were going to kill the lobster but he was like, "No, we have to throw it back. It's a it's a female. She'll live to see another day." And I was like, "Oh, no! And then it yeah. He did. I really set it up for you. You know what? I'm not really I loved it. I I'm
1: loved not it. Glad for Lord Mountbatten that he was. No, I cried. I cried. I'm glad for you that like the bad thing that you were getting ready for actually happened entertainment-wise. Because I hate when sometimes people sometimes a director will like trick you by like making it seem like something bad's gonna happen and then nothing. Bad happens, and I feel like it's not right. I feel like that's that's like breaking an entertainment law.
0: Um, yeah, but then something bad eventually always does happen on those things because they're just like trying to trick you. Yeah, being tricked. We don't like being tricked. I'm saying, no, I don't like- I'm not a fan of being tricked.
1: I appreciate the warning and, like, when there's a pay payoff, in The suspense though, and yeah, the payoff. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when there's no payoff, then I just have to, like, grit my teeth the whole rest of the time. And don't I don't know
0: how many of you guys are listening to The Crown. I mean, this really could become a podcast about The Crown <laughs> if we're not careful. But, like, and again, I'm still a ways back. What season am I on now? Four? I think I just started four. Okay. Yeah. How many seasons are they at now? I don't know. Are you watching the current one?
1: I haven't, because I want to just watch it all at one time, and I just
0: haven't had a chance. You know what I've realized about myself? What? I don't like doing that. Oh, Which is why I'm so behind on all of my viewing. Right. Because I'm not a person that likes to sit and watch... 18 episodes or 12 or six or seven or whatever it is, Yeah, like the most my little pea brain can handle (sighs) is two. Yeah, I can understand that. But I really like
1: to, yeah, I don't, I very rarely will watch an entire season of something in one sitting. That's a little too much for me. But I do like to have two or three episodes per night. Like, sequentially, through, so I like to, like, bang it all out and, like...
0: Hey, I'm not that far behind! You're almost caught up? Well, sort of. I'm on the... I'm on the first... I think we just did, last night, we did the first episode of season four. Okay. So, not bad, guys. She's catching She's up. She's doing it. Wait, was that right? Maybe was, there's, there's, yes, yes, yes. The IRA attack brings tragedy. There you go. Oh. I cried. I cried so yeah, hard. Yeah, of course. I feel like they are very, and I was like, I'm curious, but first of all, here's what I want to say. If you guys are not, again, Crown Watchers, I apologize, but just bear with me. It's so fucking Shakespearean. Yes. Like all of, I mean, because most of this, I mean, I know it's like historical fiction. Yeah. But a lot of this is like, there's no denying certain things happened, right? right. And right. like, they they have done an extensive amount of research and there are all kinds of like biographers and accounts of people who were in the, worked for the Royals or were around or whatever. Right. So that they've like been able to piece together enough of, to in order to dramatize it, right, and give us a what if, it is like I really. First of all, I mean, aside from the fact that, like, fuck the monarchy, right? Like, we, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it should all be destroyed. Like, there's no reason that the, that this institution still exists. You know, right? I mean, I think anyone can agree on that. Right? Yes, of course. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, I think. you no, i not wrong. I think wrong. everybody. But outside of that. So like, let's just hold that in like, a, you know, like when you're about to talk shit about somebody, but you're like, but he's a really good guy. But, and <sighs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Um. So we just like, let's put that to the side as like a given, right? Like yes. we all agree that this is like a thing that should not exist anymore. Right. Be, that being said, it is like truly full of so much fucking tragedy for them for sure and it's so fraught yes and there's so much like meddling and like deciding what is the bet in order to hold on to the crown and to make sure that the monarchy or the monarchy yeah that's what it's called yeah i'm like i'm like is it different now that it's charles is it (laughs) Is it a ponarchy? <laughs> it's not, guys. It's no. not a ponarchy. They're all just... They're all monarchies. Yes, I yes. got it, guys. Don't sure. worry about it. I'm coming to. Listen, coming it's... Coming to life. I None of my food worked today. Oh, no. I I'm... didn't even get to the other, the second liquid failure, which was the soup that I oh, got. Yeah. That was just like... the soup? It was disgusting. It was <laughs> so gross. What, I couldn't eat it. What kind of soup was it? I don't want to even get into it. It was just a disaster. It was so gross. It was garbage soup. It was garbage soup. <laughs> and it tasted Thank like God garbage. I passed this place where I was like, oh, they have turkey sandwiches. I know. I can just get one fast. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. You're just having bad liquid luck today. But this is what my point was. I have always been, my entire life, as I think most of us have been, like, firmly team Diana. Oh, for sure. Yes. Obviously. We're yes. all team Diana. Yes. They do a really good job of uh, making Charles sympathetic as hell. Mm. I think. I mean, I haven't gotten to the part where I know there's like, because I've seen scenes where yeah. he like is really mean and is yeah. like, I don't love you. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, but... I haven't gotten to that yet. But I mean, as a young man, like as a kid and a young man, I think they do a really good job. And like how he was in, so in love with Camilla. Right. And the family would just like. Weren't having got it. In the No, they just like got in the middle of it. Right. Right. Guys, because she was a good time girl. <laughs> well, it
1: just goes to show you. I mean, well, we all start out good, right? Probably. And then. I don't know. Meddling fucks no, us think- all up.
0: You well, think- meddling
1: for sure. <laughs> Events conspire to fuck most people up who are fucked up. You know, I think that you know it's interesting to think of like these people that we think of as like so privileged and like the monarchy. You know, like you're literally kings born and into royalty. And, yeah, yes. born into royalty. Mm-hmm. And um, but also in a lot of ways, it seems like a very shitty prison you know, which, um, which a lot of people apparently dutifully go along with and then turn into like massive assholes. And, uh, and it would be hard to stay good. I think, you know, it would be hard to stay good, which is, that's been one thing that's really interesting is seeing like, well, you know, Diana's story and Sarah Ferguson's story. And now we're, we're seeing Meghan Markle talk about, you know,
0: uh, how... Well, Fergie's not in the show yet, as far as I'm at, concerned. I don't think She's Fergie not there yet. Is, is ever, she ever
1: in the show? I don't think she's ever really in what? it. What? Did I they decide is... not to
0: because Andrew is a pedophile who, like, raped children oh, on God. Jeffrey Epstein's island? And It's possible. I don't know. Even... he is still able to wear his, like, dress blues, even though Prince Harry wasn't? Come on. Guys, come yeah, on. Yeah, it's, it's, this is what I'm saying. It's so fucked
1: up and the priorities are so fucked up. And I, you know, I just seeing the stories of these women and hearing the stories of these women and, and just how they were like painted publicly as, you know, being like, whatever, good time girls. You know what I mean? Like, even poor. Now, I don't want to say poor Camilla because I don't think, like, I think it's complicated and I'm not, I'm not, I'm Team Diana, I really, I, I'm Team guys, Camilla. I'm, God, wait, you're what? I said I'm Team Camilla? I, oh, yeah, I'm not Team Camilla, I'm Team Diana, but like, it, I'm not Team,
0: I'm not Team, I'm just like anti Team Royal. Exactly. Like, I'm not Team either of them, but exactly. if I were to identify with one of the two of them, I'm definitely a Camilla definitely not a diana let's be real you know what i mean it's like picking your hogwarts house i'm i am for sure i'm like well uh, i'm like princess margaret probably All i'm right. probably most princess margaret i would say okay i don't even know how to smile <laughs>
1: whatever princess margaret i think everybody likes her and wants to be friends with her which is a real testament to the show because, See? Yeah, but she, that's me. Yeah, she seems super cool. Even though she's miserable. Yeah. I guess I would be a Fergie, probably. You're like, a Fergie? Yeah, Andrew aside, I just think, like, you know, no one ever thought that she belonged there. I think people underestimated her. People talked about her weight
0: constantly. God, she was not even ever fat. No wonder we were all so fucked up. Like, between, like, the way the media portrayed or the way that the media talked about royal, like, our generation, I mean, women of our generation, royals, pop stars, and then, like, public political figures here, i.e., Monica Lewinsky, Hillary Clinton, like, female, or even just, like, tragic figures like Lorena Bobbitt. yeah. Yeah. The it's, Long Island Lolita, right? Yeah. Uh, that teenager. Oh, wait. The teenager, Amy Fisher? Yeah.
1: But, I mean, yeah. She's a literal fucking teenager.
0: She was, like, a child. She's, yeah. like, a year older than Bertie is now. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking nuts. Oh my and some, like, old man was, like, taking advantage of her. And then she lost her shit and then was on the cover of People magazine Is like, Long Island Lolita. It's fucked insane.
1: up. It's insane.
0: So fucked up. Everything. So fucked it's up, guys. Such a fucked up
1: time. But anyway, yeah, the crown really does uh humanize young Charles. I do remember that he was, that that character was quite likable. Well, maybe it's
0: the actor, though, too.
1: Yeah, that's hard to, I know people, well, you're, you're not watching the newest season, obviously. I'm not either because I want to watch it all in one go. But people are like Dominic West is way too hot to play Prince Charles. Well, I agree with that. Yeah, he's a good-looking guy,
0: and but uh, also I don't know who the woman is that's playing Diana this season. Yeah, people don't love her portrayal as of Diana as much as like Emma Corrin's. Right, 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 guys. Right. I don't know why are, we don't need to be doing a podcast about the crown i'm sorry (laughs) there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread (laughs) guys when i tell you that i am proselytizing wild green to people i meet on the street (laughs) i am getting people i got listen not a joke back in la i got three people I got three people to order it while I was sitting there. I love it so much because we love fresh baked bread coming out of the oven, especially when it's cold Yes. or during the holidays or honestly, when it's warm out or when it's (laughs) not anything special. (laughs) Like...
1: (laughs) It well, what makes everything special is like what I'm noticing. Does. Like you just make a salad and like soup for dinner. That's sad. But
0: when you put oh my a God. loaf oh of- Oh my God, a wild green loaf of bread takes 20 minutes. And then it the whole house is smelling good. And you take it out and you slice that baby. And the steam comes out. You do a little butter. And then you know what you can do to pretend you're really fancy? What? Here's what I'm going to tell you guys. Take a tiny little- dish and put salt in it and then put it next to the butter dish on the table. And your family is going to be like, am I at a five-star restaurant? <laughs> Where am I? I'm telling you the butter and the little salt in a dish trick is a thing and it's going to up it all. Gets them every time. And it's not guys, just bread. It's crisp. It's, it's pasta. Well, it's Cricket's obsessed with the pasta. And a couple times I've been like, Oh God, I need need to find a meal for my child. And then I remember I have that delicious wild grain, fresh, frozen pasta in my freezer. And I pull that baby out and Cricket is as happy as a little clam. (laughs) And they use clean ingredients, unbleached and non-GMO flour. They utilize a slow sourdough fermentation process that's healthier for you and tastes literally better than anything I've ever had. Special items for the holiday season, pumpkin cinnamon rolls,
1: orange cranberry biscuits, chocolate avalanche croissants. Come on.
0: All you do is you sign up at wildgrain.com slash busy and you choose what type of box you want to receive and how often it's very easy to reschedule or to skip or even cancel. Are you guys hungry? Do you want to get in on this? The Wild Green train for a limited time. You can get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box, guys. When you go to wildgrain.com slash busy to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants, every box, and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash busy. That's wildgrain.com slash busy or you can use the promo code BUSY at checkout. You know, they say that um, hair care is the new skin care. Did you know that? I mean, it makes sense. Well, one brand has taken it to the next level. We love them. I've loved them for a very long time. They have a cult-like following. And from you're part of alone. the cult, yeah. I am. <laughs> um, Kitsch has created game-changing essentials that beauty enthusiasts and just like moms and people yeah, uh, like me swear by the satin pillowcases. So good for your skin. So good for your hair. If you have a kid that has, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a thing or two. If you have a child, as I do too, children that have tangly hair, yes. hair prone to middle of the night tangles. I don't know what happens. They look perfect when they go to sleep. They wake up and it looks like a little rat has been burrowing in their head for the entire night. We switched to the kitsch uh, satin pillowcases for both the kids. Night and day. Definitely night and day. Like it has improved the morning routine in my life by a great, great deal. Like- Amazing! It's amazing. Also, the um, towels, the hair dry towels, is it, I mean, that's that's huge all I use me. for. Yeah, that's yeah, all I use for hair towels. Yeah, it's like my favorite thing in the world. It is my favorite thing in the world because I'm
1: trying to like cut down on. You know, I bleach my hair. It's already like I'm damaging it on purpose. So I want to reduce the amount of heat that I use on my hair. So if I can get most of the water out of it with a towel, that is a huge win for me.
0: Well, listen, guys, also the eye masks and satin is vegan and cruelty-free, unlike silk, which is made from silkworms. So it's so good for your hair and your skin. They have shampoo and conditioner bars, which are bottle-free beauty, you know we're all about it, and really easy to travel with, which I love. So listen up, Kitsch is your one-stop shop for all holiday gifting for your family, for your besties, and all the resties who deserve a little something special this year. And right now, Kitsch is offering discounts site-wide, anywhere from 25% all the way to 60% off all month in November when you go to mykitsch.com slash Best. You heard it. Discounts of up to 60% off certain items at mykitch, spelled M Y K I T S C H dot com slash best. Plus, Kitch has daily flash sales, unbelievable deals. So check back often because the flash sales are you don't want to miss. Don't miss One it. One more time go to mykitch slash best. For huge holiday discounts, everything you need for holiday gifting or to just treat yourself. Go ahead. Let's get back to let's get back to things we can all talk about. Like um, like my literal fucking uh goose chase for the foam stuff, because you sent me the craft for Christmas. <sighs> can you see you sent me? This TikTok. And by the way, I can't even find the original one with the bottle brush trees, which is the one I want to do. Right. You have to make your own. You have to invent your own. Invent my own toxic foam?
1: No, invent your own craft. Like if you can't oh, find the yeah, original. I could do that. Yeah. Is,
0: is, it to- is the foam toxic? I'm sure it is. Of course. All <gasps> that shit's toxic. It's like, it's like toxic and we're know, talking never about going yeah, to disintegrate yeah, and it's, like it's. It's going to be like like in 4,000 years, like future AI beings will find my Christmas wreath that I made for Christmas. Well, maybe they'll use it for a flotation device. you don't know, we don't know. When we don't the, know when the ocean levels rise. So listen, what we're talking about like is suitcases <laughs> in Joe versus the volcano.
1: <laughs> We're You never know about when that
0: plot point's going to come back.
1: Spray insulation foam, which seems to be all the rage for Christmas crafts this year. And Busy saw a craft that she wanted to do that involved bottle brush trees, spray foam, and like a grapevine wreath. Is that correct?
0: What's a grapevine wreath? It's
1: like the one that's like twigs around.
0: No, no, no.
1: Oh, okay. Back-
0: you're, conflati- you're conflating. You're conflating two crafts. two
1: crafts. Okay, mm-hmm. they both involved bottle brush trees. So that. Well,
0: by the way, I should have pivoted and gone back to my initial. No, I found the one with the twigs. Yeah, and the bottle brush trees. You saw that and one upped me with the guy who was doing <sighs> the spray foam and yes. the bottle brush trees. With and the then I was like in the spray with the foam. lights in the spray foam. And yes. then I was like, Oh, well, that's the one I want to do. Yeah, and so. Then I was on a hunt yesterday in the pouring, sleeting rain. It wasn't sleeting, but it was pouring rain <laughs> to find this craft foam. And I went to... Well, it's <clears throat> not craft foam. That's the thing. Well, I went to the... Well, they have it. They're supposed to have it at Michael's. Right. That guy was literally doing an ad, hashtag ad, for Michael's. Right. That d- d- influencer.
1: Is that what we call man craft influencers,
0: minfluencers? No, that's like it's like a small influencer who has like oh, less than fifty thousand. Oh, okay, okay, all right. As a minfluencer, I love it. And sometimes brands like minfluencers better, guys. This is a an influencer break. Sometimes brands like to work with minfluencers better because um, they're cheaper and they can hire more minfluencers, right? And then, hypothetically speaking, reach more people who like believe in the thing that the influencer is by the way speaking of which because you know you guys we sell a lot of shit here me in case and we love it <laughs> but the shit we sell we love I don't know if you've been following on Instagram first of all there's so many things to talk about this whole fucking Balenciaga thing is fo- fucking nuts did you see any of this no you have to fill me in on it it's literally horrifying it makes me want to throw up oh god Yes, it's disgusting. Okay, all right. So. But basically, okay, guys, long story short, <laughs> I saw all these people that are like, celebrities. Oh, because um, Bethany Frankel was like, everyone's been in my DMs being like, why will you speak out about Balenciaga and da-da-da-da-da? Okay, guys, let me just tell you from my perspective, like I, I like saw the post about what the ads were and like what happened. Okay. The, con- the disgusting, fucking insane, I don't even understand... Oh, I'm so. I'm gonna. I'm gonna explain it to you guys. Trigger warning: child abuse. Okay. 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 Child sexual abuse. Ugh, trigger God. warning. Um. But I was like, I have nothing to comment. Do you think this bitch has ever like? I've never even set foot in a Balenciaga. St- like, I don't know Balenciaga. I don't know her. She doesn't know me. We've right. never known each other. We will never know each other. And seen with my. That's my statement about. I'm as disgusted. But anyway, they did this like. Their holiday ad campaign, which has since been, like, scrubbed from the internet, is so fucking weird and horrible. Oh, God. Basically, they have, like, very small children holding these purses that they made that were, like, these fucked up teddy bears in S&M bondage. Oh, weird. Okay. So that, in and of itself, like, if you saw that picture, you'd be, like, you're, like, ew. That's, like... Yeah, not why? appropriate. Yeah, and like, yeah. but that's not why it is literally fucking insane. Because the part of the whole, in the whole camp, if you look at the whole campaign together, which includes like adults, there are there's a one shot where in the background it's an adult. And you guys, I'm just doing this from memory. I'm not like reading a thing. So, but and in the background, there's some book that like you can definitely see what the book is. Yeah, and it was an artist who was like known for doing like disgusting, like child, like borderline child porn things. Yeah like see i'm trying to rem- i i literally like read the diet prada article and then yeah. was like this is so vile i like don't ever want to see or look Ugh, at any of this shit gross. so like so it was like uh, it was like almost like um like you know how i'm always okay you know i'm always like why do the these people the like Trumpers, why are they convinced that like Hollywood people are in some like baby drinking blood, cobble, right? Like pedophilia ring, right? You know, like how that's like the basis of so much of Well, they're like calling everyone groomers constantly, Mm -hmm. groomers, groomers. Like, we're all groomers. I get called a, I get called one, right? You know that? Yes, of course.
1: I've been called that as well. Sure. I mean,
0: (sighs) I'm like getting so upset about this as I'm yeah. talking about it, and and then like the irony always is right, like oh, guess who was on Jeffrey Epstein's island, Trump, like right. seven times right. or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like, guys, it's not right. The calls coming from inside the house, right, but right. This, but this like camp, this Balenciaga campaign is literally like I don't know what transpired I do know from per- having participated in not certainly like a huge fashion house campaign but like big ad campaigns right that like every placement of everything that's going to be shot is like discussed debated and planned right it's not like you know what I mean so um, so there was like so in one of the things there was like this book about this there a book by this artist that like to say that it's I mean they are creepy ads of the kids in bondage I just googled it so I could get better information right isn't isn't like is not the whole story because because that while that is creepy and it's like really like I'm not into it at, like, I think it's fucking gross. Like, right. that would have been enough for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, of course, yeah. <clears throat> but then the other ads that were, like, yeah, there was, um like, a court, you can, like, there's, like, a court document, like, about, like, this child pornography case uh. on the desk, like, showing the purse, Okay, and then there was another picture. I mean, like it's all gross. like there was another picture with a little kid, and then like it's like in the in the foreground, it's like all these like wine bottles and like and, empty wine glasses and shit, and it just kind of looks like, yeah, it doesn't don't know. It doesn't look it, okay. It does not look okay. Right, and it's so it was like so fucking disturbing Ugh. and upsetting. Um, like all of it was really upsetting to me, and and there's like duct tape, and then there's oh yeah, like in this one there's like this kid standing in this room that's like all fucking weird and gross and like scribbled up. I don't get it. I I mean I I mean I. Don't I, I just am it's I'm really grossed, grossed out, like, yeah. it's just really upsetting. And like, people are like, so Balenciaga came under fire, they like got rid of the stuff, they um issued some type they, of apology. They, they, I think, I guess it's really gross. I don't know, I don't understand anything. Like, here's the thing. <sighs> Are they trying to court controversy?
1: Are they literally, like, disgusting pedophile? Like, I just, I don't understand. Here's another
0: picture from their October collection featuring the disgusting teddy bear bag and a beaten up girl. Like, this is literally, like, their campaign.
1: I think, like, if these people were legitimately pedophiles, like, if that was their, what, I don't I don't even know what to say. If they were pedophiles, I think that you would go to great lengths to conceal that and to be secretive about it, knowing how the world feels about that, and I think that that's one thing that any person can agree on. Everyone who's not a pedophile agrees that pedophilia is about the worst thing, right? Um So I have to assume that they were trying to court controversy in some way, which is so fucked up because that is not controversy that's, like, interesting to court. You know what I mean? Like, in what way did anyone see that going well? In what way did anyone think, like, oh, this will really get people's attention? Like, sometimes bad attention is bad attention, you know? And it's just, it's, listen, it's, this is what we worry about, right? When we're, like, kids working in this industry, like, they, now those kids are in those pictures for the rest of their lives, you know what I mean? Even if the campaign is scrubbed.
0: Those pictures, well, right? Exist. I mean, and apparently the kids, like all their parent, like they all of their parents work for Balenciaga. What the fuck? I don't know, guys. I don't know. I just was like, it was literally so upsetting to me over the weekend when I saw it on. You know, I follow Diet Prada on Insta. Yeah, sure. And then like the Kardashians. Who, I mean, Kim has like been a long time Balenciaga and K- Kanye too, right? And yeah. then like, I don't fucking know. And then Kim released the statement yesterday that was like, I mean, seems like fucking. I mean, it's I to me it seems like bullshit. But like, I also am not getting paid whatever she's been paid or getting paid by Balenciaga. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. Right. I mean, I'm I'm saying like. I'm a different person. Right. Right. <laughs> my statement would be different. Right. Things would be, money would be immediately given back. Like I would be, I would terminate my because I actually don't care. Like there's no excuse. There's no amount of money. I don't care. Money. Like right. there's there's no amount of money and there's no excuse. Right. Like these things are like anyone who's done any ad for fucking a small brand. Do you right. know what I mean? Like right. you Things are—it's their entire jobs to like come up with the concepts and make make it make sense in the ethos of the brand and the fucking blah da dee da da, and like you cannot tell me that this was like a mistake or an error in if it, this is like they're if they're like this is this was an error in judgment. That's like... No, no, no. The entire thing is wrong. Yeah. Like, it's you all have, wrong.
1: Like, you have no judgment whatsoever. You have no judgment. And you do not be working you with should, humans. No,
0: no. And making you're done. things
1: for humans. Yeah. You're done.
0: Like, I just... I don't know. And then... And yeah. And she's like... I had to, like, go look at the comments on her thing. Because I was yeah. just like...
1: Do other yeah, people like, feel the oh, same way you... Oh, they do. Yeah. For yeah.
0: sure. You know? And like... Because it's also like... Here's what I'm going to say. Like, I just, like, I know it's so weird, but, like, I always do get to, like, to what end? Right. Like, Kim Kardashian, you have more money than anyone ever at this point. Right,
1: right. Yeah. I can't speak to, like, Kim's, you know, Kim's statement or anything, but I just... I don't know. I think people kid themselves about, like, when you just live in this rarefied air, like, you kid yourself that you need these associations. I mean, literally, while we keep bringing up Jeffrey Epstein, look at the circles that he traveled in. Look at the people that were like, I know what they say about this guy, but, like, I need to be on this plane with him. I
0: need to be on this island with him. I mean, and look, I, you know— I don't know if I have talked about this, but like on this podcast ever, like that I worked with Harvey Weinstein and I like knew him. Right. You know. Right. And did not have any of the horrific experiences that so, so, so many women had. Mm-hmm. Um and he would talk about other women, Like, oh, that's my girlfriend. Oh, that's my new girlfriend. And right. I always thought, like, I don't know if I was just so naive that I thought that it was consensual. I really did. You know, like, obviously I did. Right. Like, I didn't think that he was a mo- I didn't think he was a monster. Right. You know? Right. And I thought, like, he's a fucking gross... By the way, I've been in this industry, you know, since the 90s. Right. <laughs> a lot of gross... People have said a lot of gross things to me in and not... And I haven't been sexually assaulted in this, you know, at work. Right. But, like, I've had... I talk about it in my book. Like, I had, like, a crew member once tell me that he jacked off to me. Right. You know? Like, I had, like... I've had, like, a walking on set, like, before sexual harassment was seminars were a thing that like they made you sit through right like people commenting on your body or going to test for a tv show and being told by the cat like the casting person through your reps like oh she didn't look like fuckable enough at the first audition so if she could like wear something low cut put up you know, push up her tits and wear more makeup like that. Right. would be, And we were just like, yes, yes. Okay. Yes, okay. That's what you so, gotta like, do. That's what you got to do. I mean, I was, and so
1: I was sent on an errand to Bill Cosby's house one time, and I was so excited to be going to Bill Cosby's house. And before I got out of the building, three separate people took me aside and were like, be careful. And, I, that, and when
0: they said, be careful, what did you think?
1: I just was like, what do you mean? And somebody said, you know, people say that he's weird. And I was like, what
0: does weird mean? But How I How old were you?
1: I was like 21, 21 years old. And yeah. I, you know, and light,
0: I... Light teamwork in overtime. Yeah.
1: Day, and I, I mean, I, I don't... Listen, do <sighs> I think if the person who sent me on the errand <sighs> knew anything like that, that they would have sent not... In, they wouldn't have been even associating with him, you know, in any way uh, to, you know, so it's just, I, it's terrible to say it was a different time, but it really was such a different time. You know, we just were not talking about those things explicitly. And, and so a lot of times you're getting like a partial picture of yeah, what was but also
0: what I was saying before all that stuff comes into play with it. Because it's like, because the victims so frequently were made out to be, you know, whatever. Liars. Labeled. Yeah. Labeled. Crazy. Yes, or, or, a slut. Yes. Oh, crazy. A climber. An insane person. Oh, she lost all, you know, she was always looking to she was just trying to blah blah whatever she was trying to get ahead and then it didn't
1: go her way and so now she's saying this like and this is the thing that like it seems so logical now whenever anyone says tell me a woman who's ever got ahead by telling the truth about something that happened to her no 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 one has no one ever has no So, you know, it it makes so much sense now, but back then, you know, that was what, that
0: was, that was the... Well, that's, that's, that brings us to the year, the word of the year, according (laughs) to Miriam Webster. Miriam Webster has declared that the word of 2022 is gaslighting. Wow.
1: Miriam. I mean, do you think it's the word of the year? Do you think it is? I don't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> I mean, honey, I've been gaslit my whole life.
1: <laughs> we were just like, um we were just going through Christmas ornaments cuz we didn't have enough room on the tree to put all the ornaments that we've collected over the years and um Matt was t- time to get a second tree. Time to get a second tree like our friend Kulop. Um Matt was holding up ornaments and asking, like, which ones had any sentimental value to me or not, and I kept saying, "That's from your family. That's from your family." And he, like a like a dozen times, and he was like, "I have no memory." And then he was like, "Is this what it feels like to be gaslit?"
0: <laughs> I yes, like, it is I mean, kind of. It is <laughs> kind of. You're like, I'm going crazy. <laughs> um, to circle back just real quick about the. Balenciaga. I really had started. I wasn't even going to really talk about this. I really had started because Khloe Kardashian has posted so many ads recently, like paid uh, paid posts on Instagram. Oh gosh, yeah, that are like for literal like the most insane shit ever. Where it's like they must just be giving her like a truck, like a truck of money backs up to her house. All I know about
1: is her migraine. Her migraine uh, ads.
0: No, I told the migraine people. I was like, <laughs> I yeah, just know. Our- I want that. Uh, they were they were at the women. Oh yeah, the yeah. Thing, the Glamour Women of the Year awards. The like account oh, people for that campaign, and they were like fans of mine, and so they came over and they were like, "Oh, we're like, we work with Glamour, or we like advertise in Glamour, so we're all here, and we're on the team that does this." Thing this migraine thing. Do you get migraines? I was like, well, actually, I I do kind of sometimes. And then and then I was like, wait, is that the Chloe ads? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, hook Dude, you up,
1: hook this girl up. All I know is Back they that keep truck showing over the advertisement. and um, like it's on streaming, and the the big opening line is Chloe says, "There's nothing glamorous about migraines." And I'm like, who whoever said <laughs> was that a thing that people. We're like, I, I've i been thinking about getting migraines because they're glamorous.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's that? Is, look at this ad. What is this? She has a thing on her head and she's playing and she's punching it.
1: Oh, it's like a, it's like a paddle ball like you'd get in
0: your Christmas but it's stocking, on, but it's attached it's, to her head. Yes. And she's, and she's punching, punching it. it. It's called... I don't even want to say it. This Uh, is when it means it's worked. This is when we know. It looks so insane. This is when we know we're in a simulation. And and then also this hydro ambassador, like this rowing thing. Okay. She's like in full makeup. The the machine is the machine. The rowing machine is sort of just like pulled into the center of the gym by itself. Yeah, sure. And she's like just. I don't even know. She's got a row. She's got a. But sh- they're back. These were back to back. Oh my gosh. And. So she's just uh, making cash. Oh my God. And then there was another one. Look. And then there's this one.
1: Oh, so it's wow. like, it
0: was like, it's like multiple ads back to back. Right. And I was a little bit, I'm a little bit like,
1: really? What's happening with her? What is she trying to save up for, do we think?
0: I don't know. Sometimes I can like smell a divorce coming on when I see people really upping their right paid posts. That's always my theory.
1: Sometimes when um, a high profile guy lets his partner be not lets, but when a high profile person, when their partner goes on the real housewives, I think that's when that they're about to hit them with a divorce request while they're distracted by being a new housewife.
0: Oh, the husband is. Yeah, interesting. I always think the
1: husband's like, "Oh, yeah, do, you should do that. That'll be that would be like a good thing for you. Get your name out there." Interesting. And they'll, like, they feel like they're, you know, they'll be busy. The husband can do whatever the fuck he wants and just, like, walk on camera, grumble something. And then when they get the actual divorce, it'll be her storyline. And then also it's, like, a gift to her because it's, like, giving her a platform for when she has to, like, go fly and be on her own. wow, wow. Wow. That's my theory. Who knows if it's true, but I feel like it has been true, and I feel like it's maybe like a publicist suggestion. To a, I mean, no one Kelsey Grammer.
0: Who no one suggested anything to me and Mark. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean? Well, because you guys were you guys had it on lockdown, and uh, you were handling your business privately. <sighs> but if Mark was like you know, if Mark was a Kelsey Grammer type talking to his publicist.
0: Who knows? Oh, don't get me wrong. Mark is on the phone with his publicist daily. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Can you imagine if Mark had a publicist? <laughs> Spin control. Um, no. Anyway, my only point is that like, no matter what, you are in control of what you promote and what you and what you take money for and what you don't. Yeah, that is a fact. Yeah, and like, I have made errors in judgment myself with brands that I have worked with. Yeah. And that's okay. I mean, no one, people, you're human. You can't know everything all the time. I have learned in the last many years that I've done like commercial work, how to like, because I have the privilege of like saying no to a lot, like how to do research on things. But sometimes you don't fucking know things. Right. You know what I mean? Or something comes to light later. Or something comes to light later. Or they do a sickening fucking unacceptable ad campaign that requires like a real response from them and like actual action taken. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I just feel like saying like, I talked to them and okay. They know it was a mistake. Like what? Yeah. No, no, it's not
1: okay. Okay. That's when I'm like, I think people's brains break a little bit. And I think when you're in this, like, weird stratosphere of, like, fame and money, I think your brains get broken a little bit. Wait, wait, wait. Back? But to circle back.
0: Yeah. When that shit came out about Harvey Weinstein, it's not like I was like, oh, but guys, he was, like, always really nice to me. Right. I was like, oh, fuck. Right. How, holy shit, did I get fucking, A... Like, thank God, nothing, right. har- you know, like, and those poor women and people who were subjected to such just dis- dis- unfathomable abuse at yeah. the hands of this monster. And like, you know, he emailed me once after, did I tell you this? I was just, guys, this is, I feel like I was this with you scoop. one time when
1: you got an email from him. You were? Yes. We. Because we it was I a, Feel Pretty was coming out, right? We were in a car together, yeah. Right.
0: Email me one time, like, hearing great things about I Feel Pretty, like, as if he were still in the film industry. Yeah, just and he picking was still up a conversation. Himself. Yeah, yeah. And I was so, like, I remember, like, shaking. Like, yes. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, you were very freaked this out. This is... I didn't know. I was like, do I, what do I mean? Do I forward it to the FBI? There's nothing here. Like he literally was like, it was before he had been uh, sentenced. Maybe before he was charged.
1: Yeah. I can't remember. We could look at the timing. We could look at the timing. I I know that I was
0: like surprised that he was reaching out. And in such a way that was like, it felt so like casual. Like how our, but also how my, my own experience with my relationship with, the Weinstein with Weinstein Company and with her Harvey Weinstein was, which was just like professional, right? Right. It was like hearing great news, hearing great things about. I feel pretty. Tell Mark I think it's great. Like love to the family, right? Like here's right. to a big opening weekend or something like that. And I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> like, the shit.
1: thing, though. That's the thing about predators, right? And it's why. Everybody has to be careful because, to me, that seems like he was taking your temperature to see, like, oh my god, totally. If I'm able, I to, didn't even think about that. If I'm able to get back in, is Busy going to be an ally to me? Like, if I if I skate on all of this, who can I count on to
0: to let me back in? And to, not me, right? Exactly. Not fucking me, exactly. No. So, to be fair you know, guys, I didn't write back like "Go fuck yourself." You horrible. Mon- rapist monster because I just like didn't I what I was like I don't even I didn't write anything you didn't know I what just, like, to
1: do at all like you no, were like I just yes. was like
0: uh, do I have is I this evidence what is this no I literally um. was like Casey what do I do so, like <laughs> I think you can just delete like, delete it. <laughs> change my email that's delete. how change the email
1: that's how predators work they're good at it they are always testing and you know and And being provocative, you know. um, Right. You know, saying a little thing to see how
0: you'll react to it. And then. Because I was like, because like I said, look, I remember one of the last times I probably saw him, you know, he had produced movies that Michelle was in and we were at the Tony's and I saw him there. And he like, he would always say something like vaguely objectifying about a beautiful woman nearby. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And vaguely like, or, or he would say like, this is my new girl. Oh, here comes my new, my new girlfriend is, you know, like yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I just thought it was like, I don't know. I thought it was like bravado or like, just like gross ish, like pushing the, like you said, like testing the waters yeah. a little bit because the, you know, and, but that's also not to say, I mean, rapists are rapists and like, it doesn't, if he had had whatever be in his bonnet about let's just say me for instance, it wouldn't have mattered what right. kind of response I had ever given him. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I, they, I
1: a person just wants to know like, is it safe for them to act like they really want to act around you? And so I mean, you're, and I would
0: always be like, I'd be like, ew. Like ew. Exactly. Dude. So ew. that
1: that reaction probably prevented him from like testing further. Here's a thing that I wish I'd known when I was younger, but I know now Being provocative isn't necessarily a bad thing. I just want to, like, because words are meaningful. And sometimes I think, like, you know, I'm not saying that all provocateurs are bad. Sometimes being provocative in art or even in personal relationships can be a good thing. It just means you're trying to provoke a reaction in someone. So it doesn't always mean, like, someone's trying to entrap you in, like, a, a predator and, and, you know, prey situation. Did
0: you read that Variety article about the writer yes. who was, like, on Scrubs and yes. stuff and, like, had yes. worked for 20 years and was, like, a serial rapist in his private yes. life? And, like, Daisy, who... Is her last name Gardner, maybe? Daisy, who uh, actually works on Single Drunk Female. I just met her. Yeah. I worked with her a little bit. Had worked with him in a room and has a few quotes, which, like... I mean, or it's kind of a bummer. Like, you don't want to be in an article like that and be the one that's like, I don't know. I just like thought he was one of those guys that like said right. weird, gross shit, but like was fine. Right. Be- but that's like essentially what we're saying here. Like, everyone's had that experience with someone, whether or not you've worked in the entertainment industry. I think with right. with a man who's like said. A weird thing. Everyone w- at a right. certain point, and you're like, ew.
1: Well, that's but- what I wanted to say about being a provocateur. Like, if someone says something provocative that like gets a reaction out of you, this is what I wish I knew back then that I know for sure now. Why is this person trying to get a reaction out of me? That is the question I wish that I knew to ask myself back then. Because it's if it's for something, if it's to make me realize how wrong something is or how beautiful something is, if someone's being provocative in service of making a really important point that huh. Huh. they want me to be enlightened on, mm-hmm. then – Interesting. You know, provocative artists do that all the time. So, like Sarah Silverman's like early stand-up was like
0: very, very provocative. Yes.
1: Song lyrics often evoke and provoke a feeling in you. And that's trying to like open your eyes to something. If someone's saying something provocative and it is for no productive purpose and everybody just kind of shrugs and is like, oh, that's how that person is. I wish I knew back then that you could be like, well, let me walk away from this person and never be in their orbit ever again because there's no fucking reason to do that. And so what I know now is that when somebody is being provocative in that way, it usually means that they are testing something. Like, in my experience, hardly ever is anyone like, weird and sexually gross and, like, making inappropriate comments because they just think it's fun and that's just how they are and that's their sense of humor. Usually, I'm going to say 99.9% of the time, that person is testing the situation to see how people react, to see who they can get away with, with who, and they're really fucking good at... They're really fucking good at it. They're good at keeping track of who is a quote-unquote, you know, safe person where they can behave in their predatorial way, who will probably vouch for them or, you know, or not stop them, not call them out. And it's always so wild to me because I'm like, it's got to be like a whole second job for these people to, like, keep track of who they can act like this toward, who they can push it with and keep pushing it. And it's, it's so fucked up because they're like really, a lot of them are really highly achieved. It's like how I wonder like how serial killers find the time to like do their job all day sometimes. And you know, you watch like a documentary series about how a serial killer like was a mechanic. And then every night at sundown, like, assembled this murder kit and then went all over the state of California serial killing people like it's it's insane but they're really driven to do it and really really good at it and obviously have had some success at pushing pushing people to just behave in the way that they want them to behave in manipulating people because like I mean, obviously, like, we hear about it all the time, but I just, like, there's no reason to be provocative in that way, especially when you're just in, like, a regular situation with someone. There's no reason. And so I just wish I had known that when I was younger. I think
0: that's really good advice.
1: Somebody's never just like that. Really. Like, name a time when someone was just like that and they didn't really, like, take it any further. Never.
0: I don't know. I mean, but I I'm with you.
1: yeah, anyway, anyway, I get real like, I get super wound up about this stuff because I think it's just like, well, I think it's I hope. I hope it's something that younger generations, um, people of all genders are more aware of that you can't. Well birdie is. yeah, I mean
0: look at look at this kid with the way that the like middle school boys like with specifically like this uh, one of the one of the kids in middle school the things that he's like said and done to birdie that Birdie's like that's not acceptable that's not okay right you don't get to you don't get to treat me like that you don't get to make those gestures at me you don't get to say damn when I walk past you like I don't want that and I don't like it and like you know it's pretty badass. I would have never fucking done that in eighth grade. Are you kidding? Right,
1: right. Yeah,
0: I know. And I would have been
1: like, uh, eh. <laughs> Exactly. And so then what I want further is I want the boys around that boy to be like, dude, fucking stop. Stop.
0: I agree.
1: And I think that some, I think that people are doing a better job with their boys. I know, you know, I remember one time Lincoln saying like, I don't know, some classmate was like, pissed because he had bought gifts, I think, for, like, another girl and, like, complimented her and whatever, and then when he finally asked her out, she said no, and he was, like, pissed because felt he felt owed her attention, and, you know, I just remember Lincoln saying, like, she's not a vending machine <laughs> where you, like, keep putting coins in until you get out what you want from, you know what I mean? Like, that's not how it works. It's it's not how it works. So you know, I I am heartened that I think like I'm
0: heartened to hear that Birdie is like knows what's up. But Birdie's I hope. also like unusual. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and we I mean like our parent teacher conference was like proof of that. <laughs> you know, like yeah, sure. they were very effusive. Like especially one one of Birdie's teachers was like incredibly effusive about. Yeah how unique birdie is in being able to stand so firmly in what they know is right and wrong and what they feel is acceptable or not acceptable. Yeah. Like I think a lot of kids still struggle. And I think a lot of kids struggle because they don't see older people doing modeling the behavior that they should be modeling, not on television, not in movies, not on the internet. Right. You know, like how frequently do you see on Instagram if, if, like, somebody shows up to, like, bully me, is there, like, a dude that shows right. up to be like, guys, shut the fuck up? You right. know what I mean? Right, right. Rarely. Yeah. How well, many men think, have even fucking posted about abortion? Right. It's true. I think that
1: not everybody is always going to stand up with, like, an iron spine and—
0: <laughs> scream
1: about what is right or wrong, but my hope is that people will at least do start doing some small things, and I think that we have to let people do small things. and so like if somebody's moving away from someone because they're like, I don't know, I just don't like that person's vibe, let that happen. Don't question that person you know, don't don't make excuses for the person that gave them weird vibes or whatever. Just let them do it. Even if someone's not courageous enough to be like, you know, to stand up and call out a person in public, let them move away. Let them sever those ties. Encourage people. Because like those small things, even if you're not like the most outspoken, most courageous person in the world, those small things do make a difference and they do add up. And they will like possibly protect you in the long long run a little bit but there's just ugh, it's just still like obviously fucking pervasive you know which is
0: the bummer of of a lifetime it is the bummer of a fucking lifetime you know also just like god i don't know i don't know (laughs) i I don't know i just want to like Put my Christmas decorations up and (laughs) not be concerned about this. Blue land. Everybody loves it. Blue land. I love blue land. I love blue land so much. I think blue land is a great gift. I'm not kidding. I do too. I think it's a great gift for someone.
1: Yeah. I think especially someone that's moving into a new
0: place or just someone that's trying to consolidate. Guess what? Guess what new best friend Jen Tulloch is getting? Oh, ah, good. Yeah, it's that's great, right.
1: It's a great. She's gift. moving
0: into her new place soon and I'm bringing it over a little care package. I'm making a little basket uh, of Blue Land reusable bottles and refills and bottles. Guys, Every year around the holidays, Americans throw away 25% more trash. Ugh. What? From Thanksgiving what we told to you, New Year's. Yeah, From Thanksgiving to New Year's. What if we told you there was a way to get all your shopping done uh, without the guilty feeling over the waste that typically comes with it? Well, blue land. This is what we're saying. Get it. Get it. <laughs> Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet and also just look very chic in their glass bottles. You know, that's you, what I love. I'm so shallow. I know. But I just Me love, too. I love it. It's the- not shallow. It's like, honestly, it's it's really, you want to surround yourself with beauty. Yeah. I'm not kidding. It makes all the difference in the world. They have these beautiful forever bottles. You fill it with warm water, you drop in a tablet, you get cleaning. The refills start at just two dollars. You don't have to buy a new plastic bottle every time you run out. You can set up a subscription. You can buy in bulk. I love the toilet cleaner t- tablet the that you just drop in. Smell a game changer. So good lavender. I got. Th- I have mine is lavender. Yeah, it's be- they smell
1: beautiful and they're so easy to use. You just plop it in the toilet.
0: I love the laundry tablets. I love the cleaning sprays. I love the hand soap. Check out their Clean Essentials Kit. It has everything you need to get started in their signature scents. You get to choose Iris Agave, Fresh Lemon, Eucalyptus, and Mint. For a limited time, their hand soap is getting their festive holiday upgrade with three cozy scents. Apple Butter, come on. Maple Pumpkin or Vanilla Chai. Get into that. Guys, we love it. We love it. We want you to love it. We want you to make better choices for the environment and for your families. To take advantage of their best sale of the year, go to blueland.com slash best. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash best. That's blueland.com slash best. Everly well, everly well. Everybody loves everly well. (gasps) that was a good one. I know it is good. Listen, we talk about allergies a lot on the podcast later today. And I just want to say there's no truer way to say I love you than helping someone find out what they have sensitivities to (laughs) and their allergies. (laughs) Um, That's why this year, why not give the gift of health to your loved ones with Everly Well, you can find 30 plus at home lab tests, plus vitamins and supplements and more for every person on your holiday list. This year, prioritize what matters most, share the gift of health with Everly Well. The at-home lab tests like food sensitivity, women's health, men's health, come on, love and health are all you need. (laughs) Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you with personalized results and accessible tools for long-term health. Here's how it works. Everlywell ships products straight to you or your loved one with everything needed in one package. And if you order an at-home lab test, the sample can simply be collected at home and shipped back to the certified lab in the prepaid envelope included with the test. Digital physician-reviewed results are sent straight to your preferred device in just days. If you order vitamins or supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. It's so simple. Over a million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals. And now you can help your loved ones do the same. Guys, it's good to know things. Information is key. It's so good to know things. It's also just
1: interesting to oh sure to have things confirmed that you suspected or or find out that something that you were worried about maybe isn't something that you need to worry about right now and it's so easy like if it was complicated I wouldn't
0: do it and I mean it's, it's you it's just, know I wouldn't <laughs> highly recommend it I think it is a very cool gift the gift of health has never been so easy to share than it is this holiday for listeners of our show everly well is offering a discount of 20% off and at-home lab test. That's great. At everlywell.com slash best. That's everlywell.com slash best for 20% off your next at-home lab test. everlywell.com slash best. Anyway, I did, I did do some holiday crafting. You never got the foam. No. Foam was a wild goose chase. That's such a bummer because like I looked... They don't have it at the hardware store either. I looked up the Home Depot in your zip code and it said they had a thousand cans in stock. Honey, this is New York City. A thousand cans can disappear like that. Um, No, I, I did, however... I sculpted using my favorite air, di- air dry clay stuff. I sculpted these like little mushrooms, which are all the rage in holiday decor yes. this year. Adorable. And I, I saw some that were very expensive and I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to make them. And so I did. And okay. they're really, really cute. So I did like a bottle brush, tree, LED light, Little clay mushroom scape on my oh, that mantle that's on a very narrow mantle, okay, uh and so it it requires creativity, yeah it's not well. like it's not like a big mantle that you can like drape greenery across right, you know, right it's tiny, sure, so I did do that, and oh. I had another question for our listeners. <clears throat> How do you know if plants are too big for their pots and they need to be replanted somewhere else or in mm, other pots?
1: That's a good Does question. Does anyone know?
0: That's a good question. Like the plants can't tell you.
1: I think sometimes a pot will contain the size of a plant and it'll do okay, but it just won't get bigger in the pot. Um, But I don't. No, I mean, I guess you'd probably start to see, like, some evidence of, like, roots coming out where they shouldn't be. Okay, I
0: do definitely have that on one of my plants. Okay, But I don't know how to repot plants, indoor plants. I don't know. I don't know how to do this, guys. Seems too hard for me. (laughs) And also, I want to say that no plant in the family home is staying alive. They're all dying. Oh, no. But all the plants in Kismet, Casa Kiz are thriving, but it has the best light here. Right. Really good light. Is it that they're lacking light or? I think so. I think that they're just not getting the light that they so deserve. That's a tough one. Um, I know. And I feel bad for them. And and like one of them was like so heavy that I don't even know how to move it to get it over here. I was like, I'll just bring it to Casa Kismet. It can live here. But I don't even know how I can do that for it. Well, I know plant TikTok has a lot of advice on it. I'm not. I don't know how to look at stuff on TikTok. I know how to look at it if you send it to me, but I don't know how to like search for it. I'll just end up in some fucking wormhole about plastic surgery. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I can't, I don't know what to do. Maybe
1: is there like a plant specialist that in New York that can come? If you
0: or one of your friends is a plant specialist and you want to help me out, with my plants. Please reach out <laughs> to our podcast line and Yeah, that's a rough maybe one. Maybe you can you can do we can do a little I don't know, FaceTime.
1: Our <laughs> house plants are doing really well, but our outside plants. I'm going like I'm going to call out my husband a little bit here because you know, California is very drought drought cautious and because it's like always a drought here and this state burns down every year and so you know makes sense let's conserve water but we had like a sprinkler system set up and like so they told us that we can like use water for a certain amount of time on Mondays and Fridays because mm-hmm. of like drought conditions but I think my husband was like if there's drought conditions let's not use any water at all whatsoever so my yard is pretty Everything's pretty dead right now because I would just was like, why is everything in our yard dead, including like our grass and everything? And he was like, oh, because I turned the sprinklers off. And I was like, no, they said we could use it on Mondays and Fridays. But he was like, but it's a drought. You know, he was doing more than our part is
0: the point. But now we have. Well, that's good because there's lots of people in Beverly Hills that lie and (laughs) you and and use more water than they deserve.
1: Oh, well, I'm if we so. had to sacrifice our water usage for anyone, I'm glad we did it for liars in Beverly Hills.
0: Well, apparently that's what happens. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I I believe it. I believe it. I know sometimes people get like ticketed or investigated, but we were not in danger of that. Is this gonna
0: be such a bummer of a podcast? It's just like talking about like <laughs> sexual assault. Well it feels I don't mm. I mean it's not it's not fun to
1: talk about, but it's it's an it's an important and interesting conversation I think to
0: have. Um, but you too. I just like I just like don't understand sometimes why it's difficult for I don't know. I don't know.
1: Cuz I think people's brains get broken and I just think I know, that but they're how? like How do we stop it? We don't stop it. Like that's the that's thing. That's not for us. You know what I mean? It's not for us. It's like not all for her. All you can really do is like you said, what you had to say about it. Don't <sighs> buy Balenciaga. And well, then... I mean, never. Well, I actually,
0: I did one time buy sneakers. A long time ago. So,
1: you know, and then you decide, do you keep wearing I mean, I, those sneakers? They were for me. They were I know, they were a gift. Yeah. But does Mark keep wearing those sneakers or does well, he? Well, I don't
0: know if he, he hasn't worn them in a long time.
1: There you go. So, I mean, you know, it's just it's just one of those things. And then, like, it's the free market, baby. Like, that. that's how it will get sorted out. If enough people who believe strongly about this kind of thing don't buy Balenciaga products, then they'll be like, oh, we shouldn't have done that. I don't know how we change. But, it, it, like, if they're paying people millions of aver- of advertising dollars to, like, I don't know. I don't know how you cure that. Because I think, like, when your life is mostly about business and mostly about money, then, you know, then that's what it's mostly about. And you don't see the point of getting so upset. Uh, about things that are very upsetting to other people. Now, do I know whose life is mostly about money? No, I'm only making a guess from what I see from the outside sometimes. And, you know, I don't see people making a lot of, you know, tough decisions where money is concerned. I don't see people saying, like, I absolutely couldn't do this, because even though it's, Millions of dollars, I absolutely couldn't because I disagree with this company. I don't see that a lot, so you know.
0: I mean, right. But but then again, we don't see the we don't see that,
1: <clears throat> right? Yeah, we probably never know a lot about people that
0: are like, I absolutely wouldn't do do that. I mean, I've never I've never been offered millions of dollars, but I've been offered a lot of money for some things that I'm like, oh no, I can't. Not, right, I'm right. not
1: interested in that. Right. That's, like, shady or, like, I don't want to work with that company because of their no. history or, you yes. know, anything like that. But, um yeah, it's. Weird. I mean, I always think of when we're having, like, this is, you know, all of that aside, like, when we're having the conversation about, like, a lot of American celebrities don't do advertisements here, but they do them in other countries because they're being, like – Protective of their image here, and then right. in other countries, they're like, "Oh, I'll you know, I'll do an ad for this gravy. I don't give a shit if people don't take me seriously <laughs> in this other country." But it's so funny because, like, you know, with the internet, they make their way here now, and also like
0: everything's global now. So it's everything's like, global, but also everyone does ads. Everyone does everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, no one is. Maybe it's my ear, not my throat. Is that possible? Yeah. Right here? Well, your Look, ear— Look, it's right here. Yeah, your ear, nose, and throat and are connected. And your nose and throat are all connected. Yeah. Maybe I'll go see my guy tomorrow.
1: Go see your guy, because you know what I'm so scared of now? Like, remember no. our Katie Sterino had, like, shingles in her ear?
0: No, I don't remember that. Yeah. Do have shingles?
1: No, I don't, but the, it's— Oh, my God. <laughs> you don't. Are you sure? How do you know? I can't know, but that's what I'm so, like, that's my biggest fear now is getting shingles in my ear.
0: What's shingles in your ear? I don't know. That's why I'm What's ter- shingles in your throat? I don't know. Do I have shingles in my, on one side of my throat? I hope not, but oh this gosh. is like, it's my- Shingles was apparently going around L.A. and I was just in L.A. Ugh. Shingles in ear. Google. Shingle bells. Oh, my God. Don't do it. Because no. <laughs> you can't get oh, them Oh, no. Max. That's like facial paralysis. Yeah, that's like yeah. like Ramsey Hunt. No, yeah, I that's clearly what she don't. I clearly don't know yeah. that.
1: Okay. But I'm just saying that's like my biggest fear. So whenever my ear hurts for like one second, I'm like, oh, my God. It's happening to me too. Because that looked rough. She looked like she was in rough shape. Yeah, she did not feel good. Yeah. I know that.
0: Um, shingles in. Throat? Question mark? Shingles is like chicken pox. Yeah, or it's, like, it's also it's like super it chicken like pox. <clears throat> but it also seems like it's um, what's the other one? Herpes. Yes. Yas. Yas. Yeah. <laughs> Literally oh like yas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. That's who else has another commercial on the streaming that Julia Fox.
0: I'm kind of obsessed with Julia Fox.
1: Have now. you seen that one for Uber no. Eats, where she's no, like she's so bizarre? I like she's in like full how weird she is. Julia Fox regalia. I think it's Uber Eats. I just ordered roasted yams, Hawaiian pizza without ham, and then my uh, my favorite untossed jams. And then I'm like, mm, I get it. It's I get it. I get why that's. But a thing, I, yeah, but I also feel like so many people watching Hulu, like my mom watching Hulu, is probably like, "What the fuck is she talking about?" <laughs> and then I'm like, "That could so easily be me."
0: Uh, I mean, Wondering, so easily be you saying, "What the fuck? Is what she the fuck is she about? talking about?" Listen, that is true. Yeah, it's it's so frequently could be either one of us. <laughs> about any number of things. Do you know what I mean? Listen, you didn't know about Balenciaga. I didn't know about it. And that's... You didn't... uh, You you know, that's surprising to me. That is surprising to me. If it's not... I you didn't know about it. I guess
1: if it didn't happen between uh, segments on
0: streaming on Hulu this weekend, I don't know about it. Oh, I also watched the first episode of Wednesday with... um, Cricket, we watched it together. It was really good.
1: Oh, cute. did she love it?
0: We really liked it. Yeah, we both really liked it. I think oh, it's a good. really, really good show.
1: I watched um, Chippendales with Kumil Nanjani. Oh, that's a
0: great movie. I loved that movie. Yeah, well, it's a show. We, it's Jenny Connors. Oh, I new thought show. it was, oh my God. <laughs> I thought it was the squirrels. I was just thinking about, oh. I mean, the chipmunks. Was... <laughs> Chippendale. <and> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I heard was really good. It is really good. It is. No, that's Jenny Connor's new show. I haven't Jenny watched Jenny Connor's new show, Chip and Dale, is with watched it Yes. It's supposed to be fantastic. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed that I literally was like, Oh yeah, that's a great movie. I watched that with Cricket too. Cricket and I loved Chip and Dale. I'm glad we straightened it out. Guys, what is wrong
1: with me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Biz, I feel so sad that you weren't able to get the the foam because I feel like, listen, I know what you said about the spray foam not being environmentally friendly. I have that thought myself. But I feel like if you make a craft out of it that you use year after year, that That's true. could eventually be used um, as a flotation device. Oh! Uh, eventually. I feel like that's – but maybe when I come to town, maybe I'll find some spray foam.
0: I've got a couple people looking for it right now.
1: Okay. Because I have long been a fan of – as I told you, I've been a fan of spray foam crafts since I saw Martha Stewart talk about – Martha Stewart one time was making – I think that I'm confused. This is a thing that like feels like it could have happened in a fever dream. But if you watched Martha Stewart's daytime show, tell me if you I remember did. this. I did. Tell me if you remember. It seems okay. like it was Halloween costumes, but they but then it also seems like in my mind they were all Thanksgiving themed. So I remember like <laughs> a baby dressed as a turkey. And, like, babies dressed as all kinds of, like, Thanksgiving foods. I don't know why. So maybe it was a Thanksgiving segment. I don't know why you would dress your baby up for Thanksgiving, but maybe. But I remember they had a baby that was, uh, the costume was a pie. And I think Martha sprayed spray foam insulation right on top of the baby. (laughs) Like to sh- to finish it off to be like here's how you do the meringue no top way. on the I swear to God because why would it stick <laughs> in my mind if that didn't happen and I was like a spray foam insulation is a great idea for making crafts and costumes but also B did Martha Stewart just spray spray foam insulation expanding foam on the baby like right on a Maybe, baby
0: listen I gotta I gotta tell you something. Maybe it's not to- <laughs> I don't know. I haven't gotten it yet. You know, like, let's remember this. I'm the it's one that true. doesn't have it.
1: Right, right. So, so who maybe am I to say
0: whether or not it's toxic or not toxic? Right, right. I mean, I think you're probably right. It's probably. It's polyurethane, right? It, that can't be. I don't I, None of it seems great. Wait, there was one other thing I wanted to say. What? Um, before we, we have to go, because I have to go get ready for those, for the awards I'm going to with Michelle. Um, and then we'll talk tomorrow morning. Great. What was it? Oh, crypto. We never got to say we told you so. Crypto. Not that we, we told you co- so. Hey, crypto. Guess what? We saw right through you. Go fuck yourself. Crypto. Hey, crypto. Hey, crypto. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Crypto. We knew it. We knew you were bogus. We knew you fucking sucked. We knew that you were going to take a bunch of people's monies. And you did. You did. And you proud of Am yourself. I sorry, for the crypto? innocent crypto. You should be. Dis- you should feel disgraced. You're a disgrace.
1: <laughs> <gasps> oh my god. Also, in other I told you so news. Before Tell you go. Yes. Did you notice that Jennifer Lopez announced? She's doing this is me now. You know, remember this is me then was the Ben Affleck inspired album from 20 years ago. And now this is me
0: now. So Excuse me? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, oh my I God, saw. we it. never talked about their her like weird TikTok <laughs> with him. That was so weird. <laughs> where cringy. he was like chewing gum so hard, which I, I like by was the way. Like,
1: you like people that chew gum hard? No, I don't. But sometimes I do. But sometimes I do. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you do chew gum hard. No,
0: sometimes I like. sometimes you like when you see someone chewing gum hard. Listen, here's what I'm going to say about Ben Affleck. He's always had a strong jaw. (laughs) He does. He's got a strong jaw. I don't know what that means. But it's definitely like he's definitely always had a strong job. People that no, know me know that I love
1: a clip of Prince chewing gum because he would really like fucking go into town mm. on a piece of gum. So that's like a thing. Mm-hmm. But it's not just like, it's not it. unique to just Prince,
0: um, apparently. And it, I would find it disgusting if many other people did it, but I didn't. But hate. if you're into the person, you didn't, you don't hate, you didn't, for instance, you didn't hate Ben Affleck smacking his gum. And
1: like, by the way, I'm not into Ben Affleck. And like, I, I you know. I mean, I'm no, interested no, no. in him. I, d- I wouldn't have thought that I would be like, oh, but that's the one time where I was like, I'm not mad about the gum chewing. But yeah. But did you see
0: the weird TikTok where she's like, and then she's like lip syncing to like a little kid's voice, which I hate. Oh, I do. When didn't adult, see women, that. adult women who are listening, please, please don't do it. Don't <laughs> lip sync to a child. I hate it so much. It is disturbing. It's not cute. It's mm. not cute. All right. You're not doing it.
1: No, but I. it's good to know because like now I send you TikToks, obviously, sometimes that send you on a wild you're, goose chase. You're for,
0: never going to send me a TikTok of a lady lip syncing with a child's voice. You're just not. I know you. It's just good you wouldn't, to know the rules of the universe within which you're operating. See, did you see that thing where it was like a, a viral a viral tweet where someone was like someone said that uh, guys share memes that they think are funny and women share memes they think you would find funny and I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. That makes sense. And I was like oop
1: that's true. That makes sense. That goes along with you know that like I think we've talked about this on the podcast men and women both say sense of humor is very important in finding like a partner but Men and women define sense of humor differently. Women uh like a man with a sense of humor who laughs
0: at their wait, I'm saying this wrong. <laughs> Men women, want people to laugh at them. their jokes. Women want to find someone funny. Yes, yes, right.
1: that's exactly right. So that makes sense. That's the meme thing in in real life and universal to everyone. Did you find it the lip syncing TikTok,
0: <laughs> guys? Uh, uh, obviously, if you just look up lip syncing and J Lo, it's not what you're gonna want,
1: right? Right. That's a hard. Uh, you know what I mean? That's a hard. Search it's a hard term.
0: thing. To, I would yeah, just yeah. like mm-hmm. to say
1: that although I know she denied that she was making the Jenny from the Block video over again. Speaking of things that went viral, my theory about that did go very viral. Um, I'm not calling J Lo a liar. But I'm just saying she is remaking that album.
0: I mean, listen, we're not calling her a liar. No. (laughs) I'm not calling you a liar. Don't lie to me.
1: I just think it's interesting. I just find it interesting. That something from that era on which that song was contained is being
0: remade. So, hmm. Just made me say, huh. Oh, you found it. I got it, I got it, I got it. Gonna have to sit through this ad on YouTube. And then you're gonna hear, skip ad. Was seen snuggling up to her husband. Oh my God, stop. Lady, show. I already did it. A voice adds. Guys, what? I want it. to hear the child's voice, you idiot. <laughs> Ooh, oh, that was so mean. <laughs> Wait. The video comes ahead of the okay, stop. Of the I want. Oh my god! What is this fucking
1: lady doing? <laughs> oh, that's content now, where someone just uh, describes the thing that you want to watch.
0: <sighs> oh my god, that's exhausting.
1: That's that's someone's whole job to just describe a TikTok that they're about to show you. No, but she didn't show me the fucking TikTok. That's uh, that's another job. That's another job to describe a TikTok that they're uh, never going to show you. Guys, I did it. I found the person that makes me the
0: happiest I have ever been. That's it. She doesn't lip sync to it, by the way. Oh. I was wrong. I remembered it incorrectly. But I still think it's annoying and gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just like don't... You know what I mean? Like not... I don't think she's annoying or gross. I just don't like that trend of like... Of like a little kid, like I don't know, I just don't like it. Wait,
1: just, was uh, Ben Affleck chewing gum in that TikTok? Yes, that's the one.
0: And See, we're talking about the same one.
1: I only phone. Fo- I only focused on the gum, and you were hating on the little kid's voice. I never even heard that. That didn't even He's exist like, to me.
0: I don't know. I have to tell you, like, I get it's so funny. I really have to go because I have to go get right. Yeah, like I really get like um, annoyed at like precocious kids on tiktok (laughs) (laughs) like birdie tries to show me things sometimes and i'm like i don't want to see it like i don't know why it just like bums me out like interesting just i guess because it feels like there is like such a okay because right okay wait and then i really have to go yeah because there are two because there are two things there are like kids that are really like genuinely adorable and like unaware that they're adorable. Right. But what is my fear is that there's like a whole like generation of children that are being raised performative in order to watch it back and emulate a thing that they've already seen. Yes. Which is totally disingenuous to me. Yes. Because yeah, that's their like reward system. Right. It's their reward system and also like you know I always had this thing when my kids were little, like I never made my kids say anything again. Right. You know, like how people, they're like, wait, 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 say that again. What did you just say? Yeah. You know, yeah. like because it's SpongeBob ripped those pants. That's like the yeah. whole theory. Like yeah. you can't, you can't get a kid. Like once the kid says the thing, if you didn't, if you're not filming it, you didn't get it. It's like, that, that's it. That's- gone. It's gone. Don't make them do it again because then it's not real. And then they're just performing for you, for your amusement. And like, that's, I mean, whatever. Yes. You guys, I'm not a parenting expert. I don't fucking know. (laughs) This is just like, this is my personal preference. I'm just saying there's a thing that's happened with like these little kids now on some of these sites where it's like very clearly disingenuous. It's like not real. Yeah. The way that they're talking feels not real. And like I'm the first person that's like kids say crazy shit, they say the yes. most amazing things, they say like things that like you if you posted it, people would be like, "I roll. Your kid didn't say that. You right, said that." Right. Yes. Fine. I I like n- I know have heard, have seen all yes. kinds of kids, not just my own kids say and do brilliant fucking weird awesome things but there's like a very specific thing in social media like perf- like a performative thing with kids that like drives me crazy yeah where it has to be for something
1: and you're like sometimes it's just like it's not for anything it just happened and that's what's delightful like, about <clears throat> it
0: and like that in it that voiceover i don't know what that voiceover is from yeah but it's like so clearly fake. Yeah. Maybe it's from like a scripted thing. Like so, If it yeah. is, right. Yeah. It very, a lot of times that's what people yeah. use on TikTok. Yeah. I don't know. But I just like, because it's like fake, it's like a fake, it's like a kid actor. Just got you. I guess yeah. this really comes, I guess this really comes down to the fact that I hate child actors. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I don't think that children should be actors, you know. Yeah. Well, no one's, we, no, we haven't come up with a good uh, alternative yet. But I really don't think that they should it's do it great. unless they're your own child. That's <laughs> right. Right. And they're playing your own child.
1: That's my YA book that, you know, that how that goes wrong when they invent synthetic child actors that maybe I'll put it on the sub stack because it's not you being should. made.
0: Or, but, or what if it's like a huge head? or like the movie AI? Right, Little, Exactly. What's his name? Exactly. I sat next to him at a dinner party. Um, right. Haley Joel Osment. Haley Joel Osment. Who's a, who's a grown up? Nice. He's a grown up. Um, I sat next to him at a dinner party, and Aww. that was years ago. Aww. And he was a grown up.
1: It's, I mean, he's been a grown up for a long time. He's been, he's, yeah, he was only a little kid for a short time. I did have that experience one time where I tweeted something. I said, my son said, blah, 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 whatever he said. Oh, same. I I I can't remember. But then somebody was like, oh, I'm sure your kid really said that. And I was like, he's 20. (laughs) Like.
0: (laughs) He did. He just said You're it. You're like, yeah, my child did actually fucking say it, dude. Bye. He's a grown
1: man. All right, you All have, to right, I have to go, go, to go the get Horde ready. So we'll uh, we'll reconvene tomorrow and see see how everything's <clears throat> going.
0: Okay. Bye guys. Right. Have a great one. Bye. <laughs> Faria. 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 You know what you should be doing this winter? um what having orgasms oh my gosh yeah i mean to- you know what's the best thing to do when it's cold out <laughs> have orgasms orgasms, orgasms. you I'm don't have a fireplace who the who the heck cares have an Keep orgasm get yourself hot get yourself get yourself warmed up with foria guys get yourself <laughs> get yourself all warmed up with foria <laughs> you know what foria does foria gives you the best orgasm or sex you've ever had true truly with products that are designed to naturally enhance sexual pleasure and give you access to bigger and better orgasms solo with a partner with toys. I don't know. I don't know your life. I don't know what's happening. You do what you got to do. All I know is that if you use Foria, you're gonna enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Foria has a serious cult following with
1: tens of thousands of people who have had their sex lives transformed through using their products. The testimonials, I say it every time, are so entertaining to read. I mean, you don't you don't need to go to the newsstand and buy uh, a naughty magazine.
0: You can just read these testimonials. Yeah, well, people are fully experiencing their sexual pleasure thanks to Foria heightened orgasms more sexual comfort maybe you're a person that's like my partner and I are good guys mm-hmm, this ad's not for me it is for you it is for you because why glad just be you're, good yeah why but, but also I'm glad that you think you've hit the pinnacle the apex <laughs> but I'm telling you perhaps why wouldn't you want to see if you could if you could beat your own record you know what I mean? <laughs> and foria has uh what we call the perfect combo for peak pleasure Dysphoria's Awaken arousal oil and the sex oil when used together. It's a real chef's kiss, guys.
1: Yeah. Um, Awaken uses CBD and warming, sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm,
0: and help with any discomfort. You almost said arrival, and I'm going to say it helps with arrival as well. <laughs> arrival, arrival to that orgasm, guys. So, yes, you have our permission to try this. It's a great stocking sufferer. Like, guys, just... Your sister in law, your best friend, throw it in their stockings. Yeah. Give them the gift. Give them the gift that keeps on giving. You have our permission to try it. We endorse you to go ahead, treat yourself, treat your friends and family members, (laughs) treat everyone. Even your mom. Why not? Why not your mom? To more, deeper, fuller pleasure. Wherever you can find it as often as possible, start with a bottle of FORIA. FORIA is incredible, is offering a special deal for our listeners, 20% off your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash best or use code best at the checkout. That's foria, F-O-R-I-A, wellness.com forward slash best for 20% off your first order. We recommend the Awaken Arousal Oil and the Sex Oil. You're gonna thank us later. Oh... Print Fresh, we love you so. I was wearing my Print Fresh jammies last night. I love them so much. They're so They're the perfect thing in the winter.
1: I just got a new pair and
0: I can't wait to debut them. I love it. Print Fresh is a woman owned luxury sleepwear and lifestyle brand sizes ranging from extra small to 6X. They have a holiday shop, with a curated collection of cozy gifts. That's where my new ones are from, the Holiday Shop. I love it so much. And like I said, it's like they have these really great patterns. Um, and like design, they're like, you. they're... The, what is it that you keep saying? I, You're like it, they're, they're like whimsical, they're but they're not, whimsical, but
1: they're not whimsical, but they're childish. not. like childlike.
0: Yes, which I so appreciate because exactly. Yes, that is exactly it. Like I love things that are like bright, beautiful patterns and colors. Yes, but I don't like it when it like like I'm like what am I wearing a cartoon? Like what am right. I doing? You know, like <laughs> right. it's weird. I'm not a child. Like I like like bright whimsical but sophisticated patterns they really are so point like spot on yeah really Um, chic designs they're really chic designs and also i was just gonna say like their their cotton um is so nice and that's why i think it's the perfect like winter jammies because it like covers you know it's like long-sleeved and long-legged yes is that what they we call them yeah well i
1: mean they have everything they have little shorties everything yeah yeah yeah, i have the shorts too
0: but love I it. love that because also it's like the cotton that I have, the, the print, my print fresh jammies, like it's not too heavy. So like if the heat is on, I don't feel like I'm sweating. You right. know, I mean? sometimes yeah. you wear like, you get like winter jammies and you like wake up in the middle of the night, like in a, in a pouring sweat. Your hair you know?
1: plastered everywhere.
0: Totally. Yes. No, this is like perfect level of comfort. Yes. That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. That is what I would say.
1: And I like to like sometimes hang out in my jammies, but also like not look like the worst hot mess in the world. And uh, so 100%. this is just like a way to like look put together and cute. And yes. like, if someone snapped my picture in my print fresh
0: jammies, I wouldn't mind. No, not mad. Not mad. <laughs> I'm going to wear them under the tree. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So guys, I uh, highly recommend checking out the holiday shop for gifting for everyone on your list, but also maybe gift yourself something cute. Yeah, they wear
1: everything. On Holiday.
0: Hanukkah or Christmas or Kwanzaa morning or whatever morning you're going to... Wait, just tomorrow morning. How about tomorrow morning? <laughs> anyway, go to printfresh.com slash best or use code best for 15% off your first order. See what's in store for the season. Snag your gifts early or grab something for yourself or maybe all of the above. That's printfresh.com slash best or use code best we love it. We love you, Print Fresh. Are you packed? Are you ready to go? Are you awake?
1: <laughs> I'm barely awake, but I'm ready to go. I'm packed. Amazing. I figure, like, why wake up? You know what I mean? Like, let me just skate through half asleep, and then maybe I'll sleep on the
0: plane. Well, I think you could probably both things could you could do. Like, you could wake <laughs> up a little, and then you could probably... Here's what I'm going to say. Take a nice three and a half hour nap on the plane. They're going to, they're flying you nicely, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they, listen, they accommodated every little request that I had. Okay. But like, listen, you know what I mean? that's when you get to lie down on a six hour (laughs) flight from LA to New York. And I mean, you know, it ranges from like five to seven hours. Once there was bad weather and I swear to God, it took like six hours and 45 minutes. I can't oh remember which direction. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It was like so fucking long. But if you're getting flown nicely and you get to lie down, watch a movie and fall asleep, there's like literally no greater <laughs> pleasure in life, there's I would There's nothing say. better. I'm not a great flyer and I me don't Me neither. I used to never be.
1: Really? I don't typically fall oh yeah, but asleep. You, but you know you're not going to die
0: on an airplane, right? Because I of mean. Me. Did you know that? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Oh, yeah, because you know somebody that. Well, first of all, statistically speaking, yes. Like my friend when I was little right. died in a commercial airline crash, which was very tragic when yeah. I was a little girl. Right. So statistically speaking, it would be highly unlikely that someone else that I was very good friends with. Right. Would die in a plane crash. I mean, yeah. I I actually think it's impossible. <laughs> <clears throat> but then a psychic told me on an airplane when I was like 14 years old. That nothing bad was ever going to happen to anyone I loved on an airplane again,
1: uh, or to
0: me. That's
1: good. That's good to know. Um, it's I don't know. It's not like I'm not super afraid of of having a crash. I don't know what it is. I'm just like too much of a busybody, mm-hmm. and um, I just I I don't sleep on any transportation really well every once in a while I'll like doze off for a few minutes but even on like Metro North where I would like take the train back for like an trains freak me out I wouldn't do I wouldn't sleep on a train oh my god busy no fucking way on Metro North, I'm sure you've been on it. You know that there's like the regular seats that are kind of like airplane seats. And then yeah. toward the vestibule, there's seat, four seats where two and two are facing each other. So if sure. like four friends. But like four friends are hardly ever riding the train together. It's always Correct. people commuting, lonely people. Okay, mm-hmm. so one day I got on Metro North and all that was left was the four seats. And so I took one seat And then this really handsome hands, like, like the kind of handsome person that like you just, you know, that you're. Gawking at them because they're so handsome, but they're used to it because it happens all the time. Sat down across from me on that uh, four seater thing. And I was like, I never fall asleep on the train, but I'm especially not going to fall asleep on the train. And he was so friendly. He was like, Oh, how's it going? How was your day? And I was like, Oh, it was a great day. Uh, How was your day? And he was like, It was really great. Can't complain. This particularly handsome man, as soon as the train started going, Fell asleep, like, out like a light, like he just passed out cold. I love this for him. I loved it for him, too, until... He had a screaming
0: night terror in the middle of... No, he did not. No, he He did not. "Ah, No, he did not. (laughs) No, he did not. No, he did not. And I
1: was like
0: looking around... No, Casey. Absolutely not. I was looking around to the car like, do I like wake him up? Like what? I don't...
1: And I'm sure everyone thought that I was with him, which was like a huge compliment to me. But I was just like... hilarious. What do I do? And then eventually like it... Settled down, but he was still kind of twitching like a puppy does, like in their sleep. And then um we got to Westport. He got off at my stop and he was like chipper as could be when he woke up, like didn't even didn't even seem to have had a sense that he had the world's worst (laughs) nightmare at 6 p.m. on a compute on a
0: commuter train full of people. It was so weird. Fucking nuts. Well, here's what I want to say to you. Just try. Try to sleep today. <laughs> I will. I will. Just try. Think, um... If you have any edible weed, you don't you don't have to work when you get when you when you get here, you don't have to work. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm gonna try to work on the plane a teeny bit, but I'm also gonna do it on my I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to drag my laptop because that's my most hated thing, banging my laptop across the country. So I'm um, whatever work I'm doing, it's on my phone. So I'm gonna try to do tiny
0: work on my phone. I can't do that. No. <laughs> no, I have to I have to tip tap on my computes. Otherwise this just doesn't work for me. I know. Wait, listen. Um but Casey's coming to New York to work with me on a commercial job that we're doing. Yeah. Which is like we're actually super excited about cuz it's just fun that we get to work together in this way. Um I mean, we obviously work together in another way <laughs> every <laughs> week. You guys are our friends who know well all about it. Um but are you bringing all the clothes? Are you... Are we going to match? Are we going to do... Have we... Do yeah, we, are we going to do that?
1: Yes, yes. They sent me some photos, okay, so yeah. Cuz I have
0: I have them all. Are you staying at the Casa Kismet? You guys no, we're just no, catching no. up now. <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting I'm actually just getting information that I need, but because of like life and shit, we haven't We have to do it on the podcast. No, talked. I'm staying
1: in a hotel near the shoot location. Nice. Yes.
0: Listen, this is what I'm saying, they're hooking you up, girl. Yeah, it just was, enjoy it. It was so nice. And that's really nice. They are a nice com- we are working with people that are very, Nice and we like them so far very much.
1: This is why I'm saying, like, I was like, they were like, When do you want to fly in? When do you want to fly home? And I said, Regarding flying home, since I'm on the East Coast, I'm thinking about just going to visit my mom and then flying home from where my mom lives uh, on Cape Cod. And, um, but I realized this is a huge pain. So just let me know what you have to do and I'll figure it out on my end. And they were like, No, 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 let us help you. We have a strict policy that everyone has to go visit their mom. <laughs> and so I was like that's nice people. That's, you know. It's cute. Yeah, they're it's cute. they're very they're very kind. So we'll tell you more about it later
0: when there's more to know and when you oh, can, yeah. when you can see yeah. the thing. When you can watch it. Yeah. Um cuz it promises to be at least a little ridiculous, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: It's also weird because it's like they're um, they're so relaxed. This company yeah. is so relaxed in a way because it's like. Why can't we just say, we
0: can say who it is? Can't we?
1: I don't know. Or no, we That's shouldn't. a good. Yeah, we'll just say because when it's closer okay. to
0: the thing, I guess. Okay, when it comes out. Yeah, right. We don't know. We don't know what their plans are exactly. Like for instance, do you know that um, I got a text? a couple weeks ago that was like, "Oh, could you take down your Instagram post about you being on Single Drunk Female? They The network was planning on a big announcement and I was like, I've been talking about it on my podcast for literally three months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't... Uh, that ship... Say, I took down the Instagram post yeah. and I was like, that ship sailed, guys. Uh, yeah. You're gonna need to tell me not to talk about a thing Before. if I'm not supposed to talk about a thing. There are obviously things... Like, I knew not to talk about the girls' five ever move to Netflix before it happened, but yeah. that was because it was like in process. But also, I knew that like I needed to wait for them to make a big announcement for that. But like, me doing a couple episodes on my friend Jenny's TV show, I didn't think was like a secret. Apparently, right. I was wrong. That's one
1: of those things where I'm like, and I get like, In a way, I get it could be, like, flattering to have someone say they want to make a big announcement about you, like, you know, like, but also it's, like, not everything is, like, announcement worthy. Worthy.
0: Like, we're announcing too much. Okay. We're announcing too much. But also last night I was at the Gotham Awards with Michelle, which is why I scooted out of the first half of the podcast. Yes. You both looked Uh, beautiful. Thank you. Well, I, my, my Dear sweet friend who literally pushed a baby out like, I mean, almost seven weeks ago, I guess now, yeah, six, yeah. seven weeks ago. Short time. Good Lord. I can't. I mean, I can't. It's the women are so remarkable, like what we do and what we put ourselves through. And also, and also like, it's partially out of necessity, but it's partially, you know, like. I, I don't know. Like be, just because we can, we can, we yeah. just can. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're stronger. Like yeah. that's the point. We yeah. are actually fucking stronger yeah. than men. We yeah. just are. We just are. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. No, it's I It's true. It's, listen, anyone who's seen uh,
1: a, a Try Guys uh, period simulator video or any other period simulator. <laughs> I don't even
0: know what that is, but I'm dying. It's like That's where hilarious. they put like electrodes sure. on a guy's stomach sure. so
1: he can feel what it would feel like to have a period and every guy oh, like on. blacks out on like level three or I'm whatever. Sure. Where I'm women sure. are like, what? I can't feel it.
0: I'm, like, truly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guess who I saw last night? It was so crazy. Who? Actually, I saw so many people last night. It so was, it was super nice. Oh, what? but back to, like, not everything should be an announcement. Yeah. When it came time for, like, the categories of, like, television shows. Yeah. When I tell you that I was, like, are they making these names up of the shows? <laughs> like, there were so many shows nominated that are, like, the, the creme de la creme of prestige television. And I was, like... Severance, I know. Yes, great. Yes, uh, that's it. <laughs> like I, ca- I, I like literally was like, what are these shows? Like I, I couldn't. I and I was sitting near. Um, Michelle was sitting next to Donna Langley. Yeah, and at the at that point, Michelle had like gotten her honor and was you know in the p- taking pictures or whatever. Yeah, in the doing interviews and so i was just there and i like looked at donna langley who is like a huge hollywood boss lady yeah features she does does she run what does she run now she's like oh i don't know the head of hold on let's look let's look it up just to get it right guys just to get it right for you for the hollywood break not that you fucking care (laughs) um but i do um oh she's yes she's um a british film executive who's Chairwoman of Universal Pictures. Oh, there you go. Okay. She's also just, like, fucking gorgeous and naturally, like, beautiful. Like, she's one of these, like, naturally beautiful people. Anyway, I, like, looked at her and I was like, are they making these up? And she was just, like, she, like, burst out laughing. I was like, (laughs) I swear to God. I'm like, I know I don't get to watch a ton of television. I know that I'm on The Crown season four currently. Yeah, But, like, how does anyone watch any? No wonder no one could find Girls5eva. How do you even like, there's too much TV. I mean,
1: listen, I don't want to, I don't want to say this because like, obviously, like I'm possibly suggesting falling on my own sword, but there's too <laughs> many, there's too many Platforms on which shows can exist. There are too many celebrities, to be honest, to keep track of. There are whole worlds
0: of celebrities that we're just not even ever going to well, be aware that was like, of. Remember, that was like when I was like, guys, Chris Rock is on Fargo? Like, what? Exactly. And there's, what? yes,
1: too many shows. Too many shows. Like, our friend Paul F. Tompkins is like... Oh, wouldn't it be one time he was saying, wouldn't it be a dream come true to get like a show that is on some platform that you never heard of and no one ever hears of the show and then you just get to do it for like six seasons? And then people are like, oh, what are you up to? And you're like, oh, I'm on the fifth season of this show no one's ever heard of.
0: By the way, I mean, I do want to say as someone who was on a show that was like, critically acclaimed and no one was watching on a platform that people were like, wait, what is that again? How do I get that? Is it free? Can I download it? Um, It sucks. It wasn't great. (laughs) It's not great. It's not great because you just you want people to see the stuff you're doing if you're doing something that you think is cool. Anyway, bless all those people because obviously they're in the, the best of the best TV shows. But literally other than Severance, I was like... I have no idea what the fuck these shows are. It's really um, hard.
1: It's really hard. I follow a ton of critics on oh, Twitter. Oh, and,
0: and uh, Yellow Jackets. Those were the oh, two I knew right. what they you were. It was Yellow like Jackets. Yellow Jackets and Severance. And that was yeah. it. It's, I mean, and by the way, I didn't watch Yellow Jackets because, you know, I can't stand bloody things. It, right, right. Yeah, it but, is a little bloody. Um, um, but anyway, wait, it was really nice. I had something to say to you. About, what was I saying? Michelle was taking pictures and... Oh, and I said the thing to Donna Langley. I already did
1: that. Right. And then was it about Paul Dano's speech for Michelle?
0: Ugh, he's the greatest. I really like him. Oh, I, my... Casey? I think he's in my top five men good men in hollywood uh, yeah yeah
1: i like i loved him in the um, there's
0: only 5 it's rotating <laughs> but i think he's i think he's up there now oh good he's in the uh he plays
1: brian wilson in uh love and mercy and he, i love brian wilson um which of course is you do. he's just he's one of my top guys uh but yeah he was so great in that and that made me love him but he's great
0: in everything and it but also like Yes, this is what I was gonna say. Like he's from my I've I've met him before, like through Michelle, because yeah. they've worked together a couple of times. Yeah. And um and from my experience with him, not only is he like he's obviously like fucking brilliant. I mean, there will be blood. Yes. He's so fucking good. He is such a brilliant, brilliant actor. Yeah. But beyond that, he's like not pretentious, right? not a fucking weirdo, like yeah. not making it all about himself all the time. And the speech that he wrote for Michelle. So first of all, Steven Spielberg was supposed to present this honor to Michelle. Okay. Because he directed this mo- the movie, The fable that Michelle's in. Yes. That's coming out and everybody should see it. I'm going this weekend. I'm going to pay for it and go see it. <laughs> Good. Um, but anyway, uh, he got COVID. Uh, Mary, it was Mary Beth Peel, who plays Grams on Dawson's Creek, was supposed to come with me and Michelle. We were going to have a little reunion. She got, she's been in rehearsal for a play. She got sick. Oh, God. Not COVID, but just like, she was not well. And like she was just like, I don't. And she doesn't want to like push it. Like, she, she is a bit older. She's a little bit older. And she's like in rehearsals for a play. And she's just like, I can't. Right. Which. Michelle hadn't told her this, but I knew this, that like Michelle's entire speech was about how Mary Beth changed her life by Aww. on Dawson's Creek, like working with Mary Beth because Michelle came in to that experience, like an emancipated minor, right? <sighs> like, oh no, I'm going to cry. Who's like, you know, newly 16 years old, Yeah, emancipated, no one looking out for her in North Carolina, you know, and on this big teen show. And Mary Beth was just this, like, it was like, you know, like when fate intervenes in someone's life, like the fact that it was Mary Beth in that role who was, you know, a career artist, actor, an opera sing- classically trained opera singer. Yeah. You know, Tony nominated actress who would do films, do television, go back to the theater and do plays. She was in Nine yeah. on Broadway. Like she's just re- a mother, you know, and like sort of, you know, and had, you know, was had gone to college and like studied and all this stuff. And here's Michelle who emancipated her, like, you know, she technically, I mean, she like wasn't even like a high school graduate. You know right, what I mean? She like right. got her GED. Yeah. And, and this woman just like stepped in and called her my girl Aww. and just took such good care of her, but also just like showed her how, you exist in this business as a person and an artist. Yeah. Mary Beth is one of the most special people I've ever known in my life and such a brilliant actress. And if you ever, I mean, obviously she's beloved as grams on Dawson's Creek, but if you ever get a chance to see her in a play or on Broadway, like highly, highly recommend doing it. She's like a true treasure of a, of an artist. And like, For Michelle to, of course, of course, this is like Michelle's like tribute, you know, like of her career so far. And she used that opportunity to really like just point the light in the direction of this brilliant woman who like changed Michelle's entire career trajectory and like changed her life.
1: Um, you know? I love that. It well, was that's, really
0: special. That's so Michelle, right? That's how... That's how. <laughs> it's so her. I know. <laughs> I know. And then she was like, she's so sweet too because I'm like, she literally worked all day yesterday doing press yeah. for the Fablemans. She has a seven-week-old baby who like came to the hotel multiple times so she could feed uh, the child. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is what women do. And then she's like, I, I was like, Listen, Michelle, I lo- like love you so much, and this is so wonderful. If you need to leave, like, just, honey, I'm good. Like, I don't need to stay here or whatever. And she's like, right. I wanna, I don't want to be rude, and I like really, you know, people have worked really hard to be here. I wanna, I wanna make sure that I, I'm not one of those people that just gets my honor and leaves. We fucking sat there, and then finally, I was like, um, I'm just gonna say this to you. I think you should go now. Your boobs are getting really big. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I think you need to go feed your baby. No, yeah. she was like, she was like, I just need to be home by nine forty-five. I was like, then you need to leave right now. We can't get caught in the rush. But I saw Aubrey Plaza, which was so nice, oh, great. and uh, chatted with her, and her hair is blonde. And she's like, it's for a role. I'm like, Aubrey, even if it wasn't, it looks great. You look great. <laughs> you know, like how people always do, like you, like qualify. Yeah, something when you're about like, yourself. I love that dress. It was on sale. Right, like <laughs> me, like you look beautiful. I'm like, I did my own hair and makeup. Like. <laughs> I didn't have time. Anyway, uh, but, uh, and then I talked to Adam Scott for oh, a long good. time um, and saw my friend Jen Tullock who was there with the severance team. Oh, great. And yeah, it was really nice. Uh, it was just a really nice evening. I'm glad, um, I'm glad you had a nice time. And then I, I think that this throat thing now, I, I really feel like it is an ear infection. It's so I'm your ear. At one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And maybe. I'm pretty sure. Maybe you'll, I don't know, maybe
1: you'll get something that'll make you feel better right away. I hope so.
0: I mean, last night I was putting all kinds of lights and lasers I saw, and I did Advil. I not, the,
1: not the post-award show content
0: of Days Most of Yore. No, yeah. it's really not. It's not us drunk eating spaghetti. <laughs> no, it the, wasn't. Things have changed. Things have really changed. They've shifted. <laughs> they have shifted. Aww. Um, I know, but it was like it was it was really nice. It's also like weirdly it's just so funny that I fucking live here, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just so weird.
1: I was going to say it's nice. Sometimes it's nice to just I don't know, not that you're not feeling good, that's not good. Um, not that people aren't feeling good, but sometimes it's just nice to not be drunk and to just go home and take care of yourself and be able to get into your house and and undress yourself <laughs> out of your beautiful dress that's I did make
0: know. cricket. I did make cricket help me use it. <laughs> Well, that's good. Just, she's she's tall enough now. Little but she has nimble little nimble fingers. Little nimble now. fingers. You need those teeny yeah, little fingers. Teeny little t- fingers for tiny little, little zippers. <laughs> but Stacy Stacy got me that dress. Yeah, it was which very was pretty yeah. from Hampton. And I think Stacy and I decided this morning on the phone, I think. I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but I think I'm going to auction it off for a charity. Oh, excellent. Uh Excellent. I know. I think that'll be good. Because, like... Well, I'm going to check with um, my friend, Kimmy Gatewood. You know Kimmy, don't you? Yeah, yeah. She directs a bunch of um, Girls 5 Evas. And actually, she was in my Largo Thrilling Adventure Hour show a couple of times because she sings, too. She's like a a lady of all trades. A a lady of all trades. Yeah, she's multi-talented. And she's nominated for you know how they're doing those like kids Emmys things like the Emmys for children's programming this oh, year
1: right right yeah
0: she's nominated for babysitter's club I think for directing oh, babysitter's great. club and so she called me and she's like do you by any chance have a dress I can borrow and I was like trying to th- I mean I do of course and I was like yeah sure but then last night I was like "Ooh, maybe Kimmy should just borrow this um so maybe she will Oh, great. Maybe you can
1: give her two dresses and she can make one ugly dress out of it, like in um, Pretty in Pink. Two good dresses no. and then... <laughs> no. Two good dresses equal one ugly dress? I mean, that's what happened in Pretty in Pink. I think we've discussed it She should it actually, you know what
0: I think she should wear? She should wear my Lila Rose dress that I wore to... The Emmys, the year Michelle won. Oh, and I saw we saw Bowen Yang and uh, Matt Rogers and the cast of Fire Island who were nominated or not nominated. They were honored. Oh, great! Um, with like breakthrough cast, some I don't know something, and they were so cute. We that loved was such them. a good I, movie. Oh my god, I fucking love that movie so much. And they were so sweet. And Joel Kim Booster gave just like the like a really really great speech to. And Julia Moore looked beautiful. And Jesse Tyler Ferguson waved at me from stage. I'm just like, <laughs> And that was exciting. And then um, there was one other thing I wanted to mention. Oh, oh, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Oh, I love who him. He is the greatest? Yeah. He's also in my top five. Wait, oh my God. Wait, Bowen, uh, Paul Dano, um, Brian Tyree Henry and Adam Scott. Guys, I have one spot left for my top five men in Hollywood. Who's it going to oh, be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be?
1: Who is it going to be?
0: You know what? Only time what? will tell.
1: You know who I would vote for? Who? Guess. Chris Pine. David Arquette.
0: No. Oh, David Arquette. I love David Arquette so much. I saw Patricia Arquette.
1: Oh, did you? Good. Yeah.
0: And I talked with her and she's like, wait, you're doing a movie with my daughter. I'm like, me? I am? No, I'm not. And then I remembered, I am. <laughs> I am like <laughs> I was like, Patricia, I'm so sorry. I like, I've been attached to this movie for like two years. Yeah. Um to play, it's like really about teen girls, but yeah. to play the mom of one of them. And They wanted to get the parents for uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. The parents are important parts, but it's like really about these. It's a coming of age story about these two girls like based on this woman's life. And I've been literally been attached to it for many years. Yeah. And it's just sometimes that happens, guys, where like you get offered a movie. It's not like there's any money even discussed. It's like, would you want to do this if we can get the financing for this movie? right. And I read it and met with the director, the woman who wrote it and is going to direct it, and was like, 100% I'm in. And then I'm just like, wait. Now I just wait. And then if they get the rest of their cast together and get the move, the money put together, then I'll do the movie. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. so I totally, it was like, it's just, but it's not a thing that's like on my daily radar, you know? So I, Patricia Arquette's daughter was cast in the movie. Right. And I... The director had sent me an email about it like a month ago. Yeah. But with everything else that's going on, I was like, great. Let me know when you guys are like g- looking to shoot.
1: Yeah. I think they do the parents first because it takes a long time to put a movie together. And if you did the teens first, they might age out of the role. And
0: so that's right. You set the You're parents. Right. That's first. exactly right.
1: Um, you're right
0: (laughs) anyway but that was it was like a funny moment where she I I could tell she was like oh my god did I fuck up and I was like I literally I was like because I know her from through Courtney Cox obviously and David you know and haven't seen her in many years but I was like I Patricia I don't know what you're talking about like what and she's like no it it is you you're playing her mom what what's happening and I'm like what's and then I was like oh shit yes Yes, I am. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So anyway, Courtney, my director, I apologize that I forgot about your movie. I did have two glasses of wine. Four. Well. Anyway.
1: Listen. Listen.
0: (laughs) Oh, and should we talk about the Howard Stern thing?
1: Yes, let's talk about that. I did this first thing yesterday all. where, like, we well, I, we finished recording the podcast, like the part that you know, the first part, part of the one. podcast. I walked out, and my son Eli, who works with us a little bit on the podcast in like a an ancillary role, was like, "Uh, did you did you see? Like, he's like, I'm just catching up now." Howard Stern talked about busy and i was like oh good or bad and he was like well i mean it's a mixed bag <laughs> so weird um, weird so anyway um but uh, yes go ahead so howard stern
0: well, no, you told, you tell me I didn't listen to it. Oh, I never listened. Listen to it? it? Why would I listen to it? I don't fucking care. I didn't listen, Did you to, listen it? to
1: it. I didn't listen to it either. Um, just because like, I don't even talk about like not knowing how to access all these channels and everything. I'm like, how do I even get to where Howard Stern is? I don't have. But it's not
0: even that. Like, how would you listen to Yesterday as Howard Stern? I don't yeah, exactly. Know. Isn't Who he knows? on every day? I think so. Anyway, and he
1: has to fill that time, and he filled some of that Ugh. time by kind of roasting busy by saying that, like, uh, I guess basically that you were, like, publicly overreacting about not being able to get Taylor Swift tickets and that there's more important things in the world. Uh, I mean, okay. We're going
0: to stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, First of all... Welcome to the Taylor Swift conversation 3 weeks later, Howard. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you just fucking hear about it? Like, what? Does it make you feel I don't... better when we miss a big story? <laughs> I mean, it's just like at that point, why are you even fucking bringing it up? Like, what are you yes. What are what news are you reading that that is now just Hitting you. He's catching you know I mean? up on he's catching up on Instagram. Which
1: I mean, I feel like you talked about it on stories. So like they expired. So I don't know. That even, doesn't
0: make any sense. I don't know. Is, how, this makes no sense.
1: It makes no sense. I don't know how this information came to
0: him so late. I mean, listen, to be fair, maybe if we listened to what he said instead of taking it seventeenth hand. It's true. It's true. We could have a better we could form but I mean truly but truly Three weeks late, (laughs) a couple hundred dollars short. Listen, if Howard wants to use any of his billion dollars to buy me and Birdie some resale tickets to Phoebe Bridgers and Taylor Swift, I'm going to fucking take them. And in return, I will tell him that, um, yeah, I'm well fucking aware of the other important things in the world that we need to talk about, which is why I do literally nothing but talk about those fucking things and post about them and volunteer and do all of the fucking shit. So, honestly, but if you don't think that, like, the deep desire to connect with my teenage daughter isn't important. Right. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Right. Because I actually think that that's one of the most important things I can do is like show my child that the thing that they're most interested in in the world is something that I also am interested in and I want to participate with them in that interest. Yeah. Because that's all it is. Like this girl never even heard a fucking Taylor Swift song until two years ago Right when Birdie became a fan. Right. So, and I love sharing things with my kid. And I'm sure that that's lost on a billionaire who had children that are my age, you know? <laughs> Aren't his daughters like my age, basically? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like he, not... his kids – because I remember like Fartman or whatever when oh, I was right. like, in high school – And I feel like his kids were, he had kids then. Right. Didn't he? Because that was his first marriage. He's married to Beth now. They don't have kids together. They have cats. Right. Right. Yes. I mean,
1: that's a good, his children are, how old is, Ashley is 29.
0: Okay. Basically my age.
1: And, um. Thank you for not laughing. Emily is
0: 39. Emily is 30, not basically my age. Yeah. Guys, my age. He has children my age. Yes. Emily doesn't have kids of her own. Do we know? Um, I don't know. She <clears throat> is his oldest
1: child, but I don't know if she. I has... mean, I could be
0: his oldest child.
1: Yeah. Um, she's a rabbi.
0: That's rad. Yeah. That's very rad. Um, yeah. Um, you know, Howard, also I did an entire fucking episode on anti Semitism and we had Rabbi Sharon Bros on our right, podcast right. to talk about it. Um, before, like we did that a couple weeks before, you know, when right. I just sort of was feeling like that was an important conversation to be having then. Well also, we like, can we hold have... many truths at one time and
1: that's well, the that's, of course. Wait, by the way, yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Like, I, I mean, okay, I didn't listen to it, but, like, I'm just going off of, like, I tried to re read what Howard said. And, um, you know, if if it's accurate that, like, they were insinuating that there are more important things in the world to worry about, yes, obviously. But I hate that argument because Howard Stern for, like, decades has been talking about – some important things, but many, many, many unimportant things every day when there were more important things to talk about. So, you know.
0: And honestly, many, many, many really hurtful things. Also true. Has he has he been a party too? Right. On his show. Which
1: I think recently we, we complimented him saying that, you know, he's sort of like matured and like it Well, seems right, because like, he doesn't have like
0: um Models coming in, and he doesn't ask them to turn around anymore, right? Right, right. Or does he, I mean, I mean, has I think he was, I think he stopped doing that. Has he, does he still ask young male actors, uh, which starlets' virginities they've taken, (laughs) or is that, or is that a thing of the past? I don't know. When was the last time he asked a young actor? Which starlet or pop stars virginity they took? What year (laughs) was that? Did that stop? That's a really
1: good question. You know,
0: I've never been a Howard Stern listener. Me neither, um, for obvious reasons. Yeah,
1: but um, but I know your sister listens to Howard Stern, so maybe this is who we should have talked to Leanne about it. Should have called Leanne. She might have. She might have heard what exactly he said but he did say that he watched busy tonight he used to watch busy tonight so
0: well that's impressive yeah so you know that's that's good i guess um i make <sighs> i don't know i just I'm like i think it's well whatever i mean obviously he's
1: got to yes. fill the time and it well don't we all here's how here's why it's interesting and like i've uniquely had this experience many times with howard stern where he's like this I, I mean, like, Howard Stern doesn't know me from a hole in the wall. Um, but, you know, I started my career in New York, where he was, like, a huge deal in New York. Everybody listened mm-hmm. to him every day. And it never was my kind of thing. And I was listening to just, like, to just keep current, you know? To, like, know what was going on, because everybody else listened. But also, you know, it's not for her. Like, we we talk about that all the time. All I have to do is, like, not listen to what's not for me. Anyway, but everyone I ever worked for had a situation where Howard Sterns like, took a swipe at them that was pretty rough and that they, you know, that they had to act publicly like, oh, it's no big deal, but, you know, he talked shit about Dave. He talked a ton of shit about Rosie.
0: Of course. And like and, and I'm sure a, about I'm sure about Rosie's body.
1: About Rosie's body, about like her children like mm. uh, being acceptable. Ad- adopted and you know just mm. and like all under the guise of like it's just jokes. It's just jokes and he was so powerful that I think everybody had to like just act like, "Oh yeah, it's fine. I understand. Mm. It's just jokes." But from my perspective, I feel like that didn't not leave a mark on those people, you know? So I respect that, like, that, you know, we have to be able to have fun. And I respect that he's this massively powerful and popular person that's on the air for so many hours per day. And he's got to say something. And it can't be, like, all complimenting people and and being nice or whatever, I guess, because that's not exciting to the majority of people. That's not what made him popular. And I have seen a change in him, I think. like, I think I've observed a little bit of a change in him where I think he's softer than he used to be, but it's just interesting how many times, I, like, if he said that about anyone else, I'd be like, whatever, I just, like, would move on and not think another thing about it. But because he said it about you, and I know you, and so it, it I'd imagine that anyone that knows anyone that he ever talks about probably feels the same way. You know what I mean? So, like... He's bruising a lot of bananas still every day, you know, because, like, we felt it when he talked about you a little bit. And I was like, oh, shit, she's going to get a million texts about this. She's going to, you know, I texted you to let you know, which I always hate doing because I'm like, I'm sure a million people have already told you this. But Howard Stern just talked about you. Blah, 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 blah.
0: But. Well. It's interesting. I think you bring up lots of interesting points. (sighs) And honestly, I don't really fucking care. <laughs> At the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I actually think that it's such a big deal that the Department of Justice is looking into Ticketmaster. So, right. I kind of feel like I have a right to, <laughs> to be upset about my not getting my kid the tickets that they want, and like I said on this podcast, we're I'm able to have more. We're able to have more nuanced conversations. Yeah, am I going to be able to like pull strings and manage to swing tickets somehow? Probably. Yeah. But what about every other fucking parent, right? Whose kid loves Taylor Swift more than anything and has been waiting years to see her perform again, right? And it's all they want for Christmas or their birthday or their Bat Mitzvah or whatever, right? And like. I don't know it just it the entire system was so fu- is so fucked and unfair, yeah, and not good for the consumer, right, so like are there bigger things in the world to discuss? Sure, they're always Can we are. hold they're always they're always fucking are and we discuss but also, a lot of guess those. what yeah, monopolies and cap in, in capitalism are a big fucking deal, right so big that like a o c and the Department of Justice are like. Talking about it and looking into it. Right. So, whilst, even if that wasn't the case, if it was just me fucking as one one parent of a teenager trying to make my kids, like, dream come true because they're a really good kid and I love sharing this thing with them, uh, even if that was the beginning, middle, and end of it, I would think... You don't get to decide what is or isn't a big deal in that moment in my life. Also, have you fucking testified before Congress? (laughs) Fuck off. Because until you do, okay, baby?
1: It's my feeling. I I mean, all of that aside, which those those are really good points. I just feel like we're just trying to do the same thing that Howard's trying to do. Just like talk about shit. And talk about it publicly. Well,
0: and it's the same thing, right? Like, it's so deeply steeped in misogyny, right? Because, like, if it's this, you know, it's like why fangirls, like, why the thing, we've talked about this before. Right. Like, why the things that teenage girls love get so publicly derided by comedian made fun of, right? Right. It's such an easy target to make fun of teenage girls. And now, again, I realize I'm the same age as Howard's daughter. Right. Essentially. His eldest daughter. His oldest daughter and I are contemporaries. We would have been in high school together. Yeah. I mean, that's hard. That's a hard pill for Howard to swallow. (laughs) You know?
1: Well, anyway, um, Howard, (laughs) in case... You didn't know Busy is very busy. She has a TV show. It's going to mm-hmm. be on Netflix. Maybe you'll get mm-hmm. to watch that. It's it's not Busy tonight, but it's also very good. Um and uh m- maybe you want to come on the podcast and
0: talk about it. Talk about We would love to have you on our yeah. podcast, Howard Stern. And just We would love it. We could talk about Justin Timberlake talking about taking Britney Spears' virginity <laughs> and if you regret any of the ways that you talked about and objectified those teenagers back in the day. I would love to know those. I would like honestly love to know that. <laughs> or how he, how he yeah, views it. Yeah. That's, Does that he regret be... that? Or like Wilmer talking about Demi Lovato. Or just about
1: how we all talk about things that are very important alternately with things that ultimately aren't that important in the grand scheme of things, but are important don't know, to us. I know. I
0: maintain us. those Taylor Swift tickets are important. <laughs> <laughs> I maintain they, they are. They're fucking important to a lot of people. Millions of people, in fact. Yeah. We'd e-
1: listen, we'd even take Baba Booey. I don't I don't know who that is. That's uh his his sidekick, Gary Delabate, who was in on the conversation about Taylor Swift
0: tickets. So yeah. Is Robin still I remember Robin from back in the day.
1: I honestly don't know. Well, you know what I was gonna say is that when I was I was saying that I always hesitate to like text you and be like, oh, Howard Stern's talking about you or whatever, because like I'm not your fucking publicist. And like also no, I'm like not, you were not I don't have a publicist right now. Also, you were getting ready to go to this fun thing, so if it was like bad, I don't want to tell you something bad when you're like, you know, I'm very conscious of that. That's like something that I've learned over my career is that like it's important to time things and it's important how you. Te- I
0: was actually surprised that you texted me because you knew, because we had just discussed that I was going to the thing, yeah. And you are the first person who's always like, um, couldn't that person just hold on to yes X until after? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, you're very aware of that thing. Yeah. So much so that it's made me very aware of it. Yeah. Which is, like, a great thing. Guys, just not having to do anything with, like, award shows. Right. (laughs) Just life. But just, like, in life, if you have a friend who's, like, about to, like, has a big work presentation or, uh, you know, your partner is concerned about something that's happening with their parents or something, whatever, like, and you find your feelings hurt over some other infraction, like, or there's a piece of information that you know the person isn't going to, like, love. Right. Don't pile on. Not piling on is, like, honestly makes it separates people from being good friends and partners to being, like, Selfish. Yeah. This wasn't... I don't think what you did was selfish. I'm just saying this is you, you as in your presence in my life in the last several years, like really illuminated some people in my life who were a little bit... I mean, I don't want to call them thunder stealers, thunder bringers. Like people (laughs) who would like... Who, whose timing was all, like, was coincidentally or non-coincidentally always fucking terrible. Right. Well, sometimes
1: I think that it's a lack of awareness where people are just like, I have this thing that I want to say right now, and I don't care what is going on with anyone else. I just want to get this out. So that's, like, a lack of consideration. Sometimes people do it intentionally where they're like, this, I'm gonna sabotage this person's moment, whether it's something that the person's anxious about or whether it's something someone's joyful about, someone's like, I'm gonna dump this on them right before and like either make it more difficult or like ruin the moment. I hate moment ruiners more than anything, just about. Um, but in this they're case They're real
0: saboteurs. Real
1: saboteurs. In this case, I really I want you to know I carefully considered and my ultimate decision on texting it to you was she's going to an event in New York tonight. Suppose she sees Howard Stern and like either. Well, it probably would have been great if you were like, oh, I had no idea that he talked about me tonight or whatever. But I just also like I'm trying to balance. I felt like it was like protective. Yeah. I felt, I'm trying I to feel, balance because also you didn't know you. if I was
0: going to. Right. You didn't know anything. You didn't know right. if like someone was going to mention it to me. Exactly. You didn't. I know. I know. I I got the full scope of what Oh, my God.
1: you told me. This is scrubbed from the internet, and it's a million times worse than what we're talking about. But when I worked at um, Best Week Ever, uh, there was – I want to say it was on, like, a foreign red carpet, and Jennifer Tilly was on the red carpet. And uh, a, per- a correspondent was just talking to her and said, like, what do you think about Bruno Kirby? And she was like, oh my God, he's so wonderful. But this actor, Bruno Kirby, they had worked together in the past. Oh my God, he's so wonderful. I love him so much. And the person was like, he died today. And she was like, oh my God. And like, just covered her mouth and had like a meltdown. It was like, it was like a train wreck viral video at the time and i oh my just god.
0: i had someone on a red carpet once a few years ago tell me oh my god it was so weird and i don't i mean this is please forgive me tell me that some actor's child died oh god and i first of all didn't i mean i didn't know the person right but like also i'm just like why would you Do that? Like, what are you expecting to get? That is so fucked. Like, that's terrible. Like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: what the fuck? Yes. And believe me, like, I understand the point is to, like, that person on the red carpet is trying to get something because, like, as we know, if you've watched a lot of red carpet, it's very dull. It's very dull. And so you're trying to, like, quote unquote, spice it up, I guess. But that is not a spice. That's not – anything like that is not a spice. Like, please understand that, like, a huge turning point in my career was, okay, Mrs. Garrett – I'm going to let you in on a little secret about me and watch what happens live and before that Best Week Ever because before that I was strictly like jokes, like comedy variety jokes. And then when I went to work on Best Week Ever, it was different. It was making co- it was making jokes it was about commentary. Commentary about Social, pop culture. Yeah, pop culture. Yeah. And so there was a moment that was such a huge turning point for me. It was Mrs. Garrett from The Facts of Life. Went to see... Love love her. Love her. Went to see Joan Collins in something, I believe, on Broadway. And they interviewed her on the red carpet. And she was like... uh, They were like, what do you think of Joan Collins? And she was like, well, I mean, she was great, whatever. She's a real firecracker. And then she was like, because she's older and she had no filter, she was like, I hear she's a real bitch. (laughs) And like... Which was hilarious that she said that and they were like, great, moment gotten, very spicy. But then they turned around and they did like a little like junket type thing with Joan Collins where they played that back for her. Mrs. Garrett calling Joan Collins a bitch. And Joan Collins was like, that cow, like why would she fucking say that about me? And I was like oh my God, the evil little devil horned person inside of me was like, sometimes you can show people like, you know, this is like the dynasty lady. Like, This is what would happen in dynasty. This is what would happen between Alexis and Crystal. You can like show the person. So for me, that was like a huge part of When I went to work at Watch What Happens like, it really informed what I did at Best Week Ever, but it was a huge part of when I went to work at Watch What Happens Live, where originally... We just were going to sort of talk about, like, hot topics at the top of the show. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, this drug law was passed and gay marriage is on the ballot. Well, all that stuff, which we did talk about sometimes. But I was like, right at the top of the show, I don't think people want to see that. I think they want to talk about the Housewives show that they just watched. I'm actually kind of vehement about this. And I was like, you can take a clip of what Cynthia said about Nene and show it right to Nene on live television and get her, like, live, real-time reaction, you know? That's... that's,
0: I mean, you're a genius.
1: (laughs) Not really... I mean, you know who's the genius? Whoever showed Mm. that clip of Mrs. Garrett to Joan Collins from Entertainment Tonight or whatever. But, um, so that became, like, kind of what we did. And I'm I'm not taking 100% credit for it, but I... I'm taking, like, 99% credit for it because I was really super vehement. Take all the fucking credit, baby. (laughs) What, are they going to fire me from that show? Come on. Um, But anyway, uh, so, like, I get it. You're trying to get something to happen, but you're not trying to get it to happen by announcing, like, a death on the red carpet. That's not... There, what could what could possibly be the reaction? No, no. like what, nothing good. In what nothing, universe? Literally nothing. Would dead. that be something that someone would want to watch? Even a person that had little devil horns and and liked to be, you know, a little spicy. That's not spicy. That's not. Yeah. So anyway. All this to say, also from the other side of it, like, I know how these things go. So I'm always trying to prepare and protect. And that's, like, a hard line to, wa- to walk because you're like, I want to protect you from something that you don't necessarily need to know and let you have your good time. And then we can talk about it in the morning, even though I'm not your publicist. Like, I obviously have, like, six publicist bones in my body or whatever. But mm-hmm. then, on the other hand, I want to always prepare a person for, you know— if they run into Howard Stern. For or a Joan if, Collins moment. Exactly. If 20 people mention it to you. But I will say only two people, only like one podcast listener and my son mentioned it to me. And my son Can has, I tell you something? What?
0: You mentioned it and one person on Instagram. That's it. Okay. So I
1: don't know how many people are listening to what Howard said about Busy, but... Not even your sister mentioned it to you. And she is like the most avid Howard listener. So
0: I don't know if she is anymore. She's busy.
1: Yeah. So maybe it's just She's like got a
0: lot, you know, she works a lot
1: now. I just I maybe it's not know. as big a deal as it once was. And, you know, and so going forward, if he talks about you again, me right before you're about to go to an award show, maybe I'll hold on to it.
0: I mean, yeah, I don't know how relevant his. <laughs> daily conversations are slash how relevant anyone cares about me talking about Taylor Swift tickets, which was literally, (laughs) like I said, three weeks ago. So, you know what I mean? It feels like it's like sort of all irrelevant as a matter of fact. It's just as Nora Ephron said, (sighs) it's
1: all, everything's copy. It's all copy.
0: copy, It's all content. We're just, meanwhile, though, there's a Balenciaga update today. Oh, tell me they released some fucking bullshit thing. I'm like, so I'm like, now I'm like, I'm angry. I'm weirdly, I felt like I spent too much, we spent too much time yesterday talking about it. Like yeah. I said to Casey, I was like, Ugh, I don't know. Like do people, now I'm like angrier because they're just like refusing to take any kind of responsibility. I feel like, like they're, now they've like filed this lawsuit Against someone else. Wait, I need to go back to Diet Prada. This is where I'm getting all my information from. <laughs>
1: Diet Prada, thank you for helping us. Yeah. yeah, 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 Fill our content. But yeah, I think. Well, I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. I think it's I, they're suing the set designer. Okay. Oh, because the production of the real company. court papers, right? Because they were assured that it was fake court papers. Yeah,
0: well, they weren't. Ass- they, I don't think they're saying they were assured. Okay. I, it's like it's so stupid. But here's what I want to say. Like I. Oh, the there's a woman. They have a quote from a woman from the Fashion Law Institute believes that the blame is strategically misplaced. Quote. This is Susan Scafaldi of Fordham's Fashion Law Institute. If Balenciaga were primarily interested in monetary compensation for the advertising disaster, it probably would have taken time to negotiate a quiet settlement, she said via email. Instead, Balenciaga filed an immediate media-worthy lawsuit in order to disavow the campaign in the strongest possible terms and offer the public a different pair of villains in the form of the production company and set designer. Interesting. I mean, it's
1: insane we could have been fashion lawyers this whole time
0: what do you mean yeah we could have been fashion lawyers I didn't know, you know there, there was any kind of... even
1: such a thing as a
0: fashion lawyer um uh, I think there's every kind of lawyer I knew there were fashion police but I didn't know
1: there was a whole fashion law and order I don't
0: think there are fashion police anymore <laughs>
1: No, well, I mean, yeah,
0: I think they defunded them. They we def- hey, just a little defund the police joke. guys. They defunded the your... fashion police, and now
1: fashion law is is it's anarchy. Fashion <laughs> anarchy.
0: Anyway, all I'm saying is that the whole thing is bullshit because it's like Balenciaga seemingly doesn't understand. It goes beyond like the entire like the the. It's, it's not just like that the papers were just, there. It's not just one paper that is the problem. It's the whole tone sirs, of the campaigns. Yeah. It's the entire campaign. Which and, like you I said, like.
1: I didn't zoom in on the paper and
0: see sure, the content of the see, paper. But you saw the whole image and you signed off on that. It also is like, here's the other thing. And I'm just going to say this. Like campaigns tell stories. Right. That's the whole fucking point. Right. of what people do with these campaigns. They tell stories. And if you look at this campaign as a whole, it tells a very clear story. Now, do I think that these, I don't fucking know what the fuck is wrong with people. I don't know why they would choose to tell. I, I don't know if they think it's being provocative or if some fucked up part of their brain thinks it's funny or if they're like literally someone high up is like a survivor of sexual assault as a child and is like working some shit out that they should be in therapy I don't know right, right. how could we know right. what the what the motivation is behind it all i know is that it's fucking disgusting and fucked up and not provocative right. and it's not and by the way you're not it's not like art intended to make us think it's like it's it's ads intended to make people buy Overpriced fucking bullshit that's like ugly as fuck and has like, by the way, been ugly for so long. <laughs> oh like, man! I mean, am I wrong? Where's I the lie? Like, can we just stop being tricked into thinking ugly shit looks good? Aside from like all of the pedophilia, fucking disgusting. I mean, like. Uh, Are they also like, did they also not look closely at the empty wine glasses in the child's room or the like can that's made to look like a Heineken, except it says Balenciaga that has a candle in it or the duct tape strewn about or any number of other fucking gross, weird images that like in juxtaposition of a literal toddler seems so... Fucking insanely depraved and, like, fucking gross and weird and, like, upsetting. Right. They didn't notice that either. Give me a fucking break. I'm not even kidding. Also, I've, like, been on sets where, like, if a corner of a piece of paper with writing on it is visible they right. like fly in and they like cross it out or mark it up or put something on top of it cuz they right. don't want they th- for this like exact reason right if right. if anything is not cleared right it it like becomes it gets it gets you know uh photoshopped out yeah.
1: like this is such bullshit yeah those <laughs> photos are retouched yeah this is such bullshit. It's like mind boggling. It's not like a cup in Game of Thrones out of like a million moving no, scenes or correct. whatever. This correct. is like a thing. It's not that a was,
0: Starbucks cup yeah. in the back of Game of Thrones. Yes, yeah. it's it and was you're not fucking fooling anyone. Meant to be a static image for an image's sake, <sighs> and it's in a campaign, in a campaign in which, and by the way, also their fucking bullshit statement of like the the bears that the children are holding that some people say are wearing. Did you see that part? Yeah, yeah. Or some... That, some, that some claim look like bondage. Yeah, no shit, because they're wearing bondage. What about uh, the model? Did you see the model with the black eyes? Did we talk about this yesterday? You did talk about that, yeah. Fuck me, Balenciaga. Go fuck yourself. And by the way, I'm back on Kim. She better come out today and be like, fuck these guys, because otherwise I'm done with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'll text her right now to whatever number I had seven years ago. (laughs) Oh, my goodness.
1: Um, Yeah, I think uh, I think it's obviously strategic misdirect. And like it was just extremely I mean, the best case scenario is that it was extremely poor judgment. Extreme. That's like the best case scenario. Is that they?
0: I have no. I mean, sure, yes. Misplaced, like some fucking idea that it's like artistry and or some shit or edginess or provocatorness. I mean, I. Yeah. I. <sighs> I, I like. Uh, uh, can you imagine how many people? had to sign up. It had to... Yes. Yeah. That's what... I mean, like, that's what I can't get my head around. It's not just, like, they're trying to, like, point the finger at two people. Like, how many meetings were there do you know how many campaigns like when you're going to do a campaign for a brand first of all i have friends that work in advertising and market and research for many years my ve- my best friend worked on some of the biggest campaigns for apple of yeah. all time literally of all time and in those campaigns alone you know they would shoot like many different versions right and then pick one right Right. And then they
1: retouch them. Oh, a hundred percent. Photoshop them, edit them.
0: Like, I remember once, many, many years ago, Emily working for a brand that they did a huge campaign and then scrapped the whole thing.
1: Because they were just
0: like, oh, didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to. Right. That's This is like, this is the problem. Like, people don't know how to take fucking responsibility and apologize right? and fucking sit for a second and think. Right. Anyway, I'm like, I'm still obviously very heated about it. I'm more, I'm actually more heated today than I was yesterday because I hate it so much. Yeah. I hate it. It was Fucking hate it. I hate the way they've responded. Yeah. There, I mean,
1: what would be, uh, here's the thing, when you do something so supremely fucked up, there is no good response, but- it's not the best response to be like, it was the
0: paper lady's fault. <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't So we're gonna sue her for $25 million. Like, bitches. No. You got that's y- no. that's just a part of you're not, you're literally not fooling. Yeah, it's it's one tiny part right. of a larger issue that you're not taking any fucking responsibility for. And even just the fact that they're like, some people thought the bears. That the children are holding are wearing SM. Fuck you. you. Miriam Webster would say it's gaslighting. Gaslighting. It's gaslighting. You're not going to gaslight us, Balenciaga. You're not that fucking smart. (laughs) You might have fooled us into wearing some ugly ass sneakers for a minute, but you are not fooling us this time. Go back to making classically wonderful handbags.
1: Why did you ever stray from that path? (sighs) Everybody wanted your
0: bags. Just get the fuck out of here. I'm done with you. Guys, and I'm done with you. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) Um, No, I'm kidding. But we do have to go because he has to catch a flight. It's true. Well, what are you doing your best at? Is there anything else? What are you doing your best at this week? Mm. Well, I do think that I did my best at my makeup and hair last night.
1: You did? You looked lovely.
0: I think I did my best at just showing up for my friend and being supportive of her and finding out what she needed and making it happen because TBH, while I was whilst I'm always excited to be with, um, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't like, I wasn't like dying to go to an awards show last night Yeah, on, you know, right after uh, Thanksgiving break and us trying to do this podcast and you coming to town and I have two big commercial jobs this week plus I have some kids stuff that's happening yeah you know like there's like a lot and now this ear infection probably right um but I think I really did manage to be a good friend and like not make it about me (laughs) 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 um I did however fuck up one scheduling thing today I was supposed to go see uh go to the premiere of Michael O'Siello's new movie spoiler alert that I'm so excited to see based on his memoir. Um, And I forgot that I had agreed to moderate a discussion for the ACLU um with Sarah Polly and the other cast members in her new film, Women Talking, right. this evening. So I didn't do great on my scheduling there. And I'm going to have to apologize to Michael Asiello. So maybe... Well, I have good news um, for you. Michael
1: Asiello is coming on the podcast next week, so you can apologize to him on the podcast.
0: Okay. Well, (laughs) consider this the pre-apology to Michael about not making it to the premiere. We'll get a link uh, so that you can watch
1: the movie on your computer. Not as fun as going to a premiere.
0: Well, no, not as fun as going to the premiere. But also, can I be honest? I have a feeling I'm going to cry a lot. That book is so devastating. Yes. And I have a feeling I'm going to really, really cry. So um, I'm okay with not crying that hard in public.
1: <laughs> Great. You know, We're super looking Tonight. forward. Tonight. Yeah, super looking forward to having Michael
0: Asiello. Oh, I'm so excited. And
1: also uh, our friend Otsko is going to co-host the first part of the podcast with us next week. So
0: Casey, if you weren't making all of this happen, what what would we do? <laughs> Well,
1: I have to say it's uh it's only through the kindness of all the people that are always willing to come on this podcast, because Lord knows we don't you know, it's not like we're we don't, pay we're, you. We don't <laughs> we're not like the all these people, just FYI. Here's a little insider gossip about the podcast everyone who comes on the podcast just comes on because they want to because they want to hang out they fucking get on a zoom from their houses it's not like they're not being picked up and driven anywhere they're not coming to a studio they record also, themselves we rarely
0: even reach out to people <laughs>
1: Am I wrong? No, most people are like, hey, I have this thing. I'd love to come on and talk with you guys. Yeah. I've been wanting to come yeah. on. So that's yeah. so great. I don't think. Which we've is great.
0: We love them. We've like invited people on the podcast like two times. And, well, I think you know, once we were like, once we, when, after, yeah. Once we started doing it on our own. Yeah. I think we realized like the amount of time that it would require for us to do that, to like reach out to people and like try to get people booked and scheduling and all that and deal with publicists and shit. We're like, yeah. Okay, Gina, hold on one second. Um, it's like just not worth it.
1: <laughs> and the amount of money like to hire and the amount of money to do that. Oh,
0: right. Cause it's like thousands that we did talk to a booker and it's like thousands of dollars that we don't have. Yes. Yes. Okay. What are you doing your best at this week?
1: Um, really just got it together, decorated the house for Christmas with, with so much help from my family. Um, everybody pitched in because that, like... No one's
0: pitching in for me. Oh, uh, I hate that. I hate that. I mean, well, first of all, bless Mark. I do think a little bit he's like, we're getting divorced and, like, this is not my thing. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I like, he does so many of the other things. Yes. Mark, if you're fucking listening, this is not a drag. Yeah, just, anyway, it's just how it He does so many fucking things. He does yeah. the homework with the kids. I can't do yeah. that math. yeah. You know what I mean? He does all kinds of things. Christmas and Christmas decorating is not his cup of cocoa. Yeah. Never has been. It's Mark Silverstein, guys. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly. So, you know, I'm really, I'm really, I'm jealous. Um, Maybe
0: you'll come over to my house and help me tomorrow. Oh, for sure. I would be happy to do that. Yeah, yeah. Because the boxes of ornaments are oppressive. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. If I leave it to Cricket and Birdie, it's. Only on the bottom third of it, the and tree. then they give up and they like go start to do something. Correct. It's
1: so interesting because when I was a kid, like I, I would, loved it. I would murder anyone who suggested that I stopped like decorating a tree. You know, but one I
0: thing, loved I,
1: it. One thing I will say, this was a stupid move on my part when we moved <sighs> yes. to Los Angeles. I. I was like, let's not get a real tree because we're moving into, like, uh, a mid-century home that might be more flammable. Mm-hmm. And also,
0: like, um, <laughs> no, that is <laughs> not why you did not get a A mid-century home is also, it's like— not more
1: flammable than a
0: regular home, It's Casey. more flammable
1: than my Connecticut home that was built in 1990, I will say, this 1954 no, K- house. Casey,
0: that's— Casey, that's just insane. And it's California. That's just crazy. The whole state okay. is flammable. To be fair— There, you've got me there. Okay. That's true. So I was like, let's get a fake tree, Mm
1: -hmm. which by the way is very mid-century. Fake tree. I should have just gone. I love a fake tree. I should have just gone and got like the silver tree, like true mid-century. But I didn't because like, I think we Mm -hmm. still have- 25 to 50 percent traditionalists in this house so we got a green fake tree but I thought it'd be fun to get like a flocked one that had like the fake snow I do on like it. that I do like that mm-hmm. I love how it looks but it does drop fake snow all over the floor which is like you might as well just have a real tree with the fucking needles everywhere because I have to vacuum so much do you want to
0: hear what my mom does what does she do? with her fake tree yeah which i think is the trash tree if i'm not mistaken and by that i mean guys my sister literally found the tree being thrown out (laughs) In in the trash behind her apartment building when she lived in la okay and it was a great fucking tree and she just took it and i mean like it was like clear it was like one of those things like it was like clearly left beside the trash yeah in maybe in the hopes that someone would take it, right? And she did, and it's like been in my family now for like literally 17 years, um, which is makes me laugh. I love that. I think it's actually really funny. Talk about reduce, reuse, recycle. Anyway, my mom gets her own weird snow stuff from the okay. craft from Joanne's because of the snow babies, yes, you know. So yes. she's got to like sprinkle the snow everywhere. And she just like snows the tree. Oh. That, like, it's a regular fake tree and then she snows it. Love it. But it's not flocking, it's, it's just not like- permanent. And it is a mess when you after christmas but she just vacuums it once and then it's like done yeah do you know what i'm saying well here's the thing with you it's like you have to put it away it's like there's flock i know what you're saying
1: there's flocking and then like the dogs are rolling in the flocking and so they're bringing it all over the house so i'm like vacuuming but anyway this is a true thing and i want to say in case this has happened to anyone else or if i'm like out of my mind but I don't love petting dogs so much. That's, like, a lifelong thing. And, like, I can, like, look at a dog and kind of size up whether the way that it will feel to pet them will be, like, more agreeable or less agreeable
0: I to mean, me. Gina's the most agreeable, I'm just going to say. Especially <laughs> if she's been washed. So, anyway, and sadly— oh, you're not saying anything. Interesting. So, I mean, I've never pet Gina. What are you talking about? I don't think I've ever petted her. Of course you have. Casey, what are you talking about? I don't know. I don't think I've ever petted her.
1: But anyway, my, Man. Own, my, <laughs> my own dogs kind of have that feeling where there are certain places on them I like to pet and then certain places I don't because their fur is rougher in other places and I like to mm-hmm. pet the softer fur. Anyway, I vacuumed up the flocking and it's like part hardwood floor, part like area rug. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, it got up so much dog fur in addition to the flocking. And then I was like, oh, fuck, like the the floor is still covered with like dog fur. It's like really, they really get it in there because they really roll around. And I'm like, yes, I find their fur unpleasant. They probably find their own fur unpleasant. So they're constantly rolling around on the floor trying to like rub their fur off. Anyway, I got down on my hands and knees with like like a lint, not a brush, but like a scraper, you know, those like rough. I don't know. They sell them on Amazon, and they're always on TikTok. So I was scraping up, like... Off the carpet? Off the carpet. Dog So it, fur. is it, like, is it for a dog fur, though, the scraper? No, it's for, like, your sweater, but it was, like, really af- effective at, like... Dis- I got it. I got it. I know what you mean. Disembedding yeah, dis- uh-huh. this, um, this fur from the area rug... And then when it was done, I, like, used my hand to pull the dog fur off. And then I Mm -hmm. kind of, like, absentmindedly, because it was, like, just going everywhere. (laughs) Could you imagine? (laughs) I kind of, like, absentmindedly, like, balled it up so that to make it into a compact ball and then threw it away in the garbage. But then after my fucking hands were on fire, they were burning and red. And I was like, oh, my God, I am, like. Allergic to touching dog fur.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That actually really tracks for me. It was like, it made me
1: so sad that I was just like, (sighs) I must instinctively, like intuitively have known this about myself. And like, Mm -hmm. so I'm not sneezing all the time. Like, it's not that kind of allergy. But my – and my dad had really sensitive skin, and I've talked about my sensitive skin a million times in the past. My hands were so red for, like, 48 hours and, like <laughs> – I'm like, sorry. I don't mean to laugh. Not just itching, so but,
0: like, insane. stinging – and I yeah, was like, "Oh my God, yeah, you're allergic, Casey. ugh,
1: <laughs> ugh, And then I was just like, "What the actual fuck like what of what do I do to my what am I doing? What am I doing? Well,
0: <clears throat> I will say this, you know, I went to that amazing allergist now who's retired in Arizona, yeah, but his whole theory about allergies, and I don't know if this is anywhere else, but I mean, he was like a legit doctor, not like a woo-woo yeah, crystal guy or whatever, yeah, um, which I've also you know clearly been too, Um, but his, the way he explained allergies to me and your immune system is that it's cumulative. Yeah. And, and so you will have in your life, like more intense reactions to things that you're sensitive to and less intense reactions to things you're sensitive to based on other factors, like how many other chemicals you're currently being exposed to, how long you've been exposed to those chemicals, you know, for instance, and I'm just gonna say this, and I you know I fucking love LA and I'm not trying to talk shit about my girl, LA. Um, but LA LA's toxicity is fucking real, man. Like the air, yeah, the whatever's happening there, the pollen, like, and so it's like chemical and it's and it's environmental from pollen and all those things. Yeah. And like, that really overruns your immune system. So then, whereas maybe in Connecticut, you wouldn't, your hands wouldn't be red and burning and itching for, t- for 48 hours, say. Like, you would maybe have, like, a little bit itchy palms, and then it would be better because your immune system would be able to handle it yeah, and possibly. would react appropriately. Who knows? As opposed to overreacting and causing you, like, a crazy... An allergic reaction. It's anyway. I'm really sorry. Oh,
1: it's fine. I had terrible seasonal allergies in Connecticut, which I don't have here in Los Angeles. That being said, I find that I have a lot of skin allergies here in Los Angeles. Like even if I go out for a walk in the neighborhood, I feel like I'm not touching cactuses, and yet I feel like I have touched cactuses sometimes. After, so I'm like, are cact like tiny cactus needles flying through the air, and just like. Well, I don't know. Are you near a
0: jumping Hoya?
1: <laughs> Possibly. Jumping Choya? I jumping better Choya? It might be a Choya. I don't jumping know. Jumping Choya. It's okay.
0: C H. And it's It just fires little needles. Y L L A. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, jumping Choya do. They're really, really I'm I had I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I had a friend in elementary school whose little brother and dog, Mandy, both her dog's name was Mandy, both had to go to separate emergency rooms different doctors but um emergency rooms because they were like attacked by the jumping choya in their front yard oh jumping choya are like the kind of plant where you know like if you get too close to it right it it like sends a signal inside and then like for if you like accidentally hit like one of its little spines like four pop out and like shoot at you oh my god yeah and, like, lodge into you. This terrible. is
1: terrible. This is terrible. Why yeah. is the earth trying to kill us? But anyway, well, my— it's a
0: great question. Maybe because we're killing the earth, <laughs>
1: that, that's, you know? Yes, it's a real eye-for-an-eye eye situation, it is. I It guess. really is. But so, anyway, um, I was trying to do my best by making sure that every dog hair was off my rug. But I think, um, I think we're just going to have to—like, your mom just leaves the snow and vacuums one time. I think I'm going to have to just leave the dog hair
0: to someone else and— uh, you know, throw some fabric over it, baby. (laughs) Why don't you, why don't you start felting that, felting that fur and make it into a skirt, a tree skirt. (laughs) That's a good idea, but I'd
1: have to touch it. I'm going to have to outsource that project to someone else. You're going to need to get some gloves. I'm
0: going to buy you some gloves. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm excited to see you though. I'm going to give you your birthday present. I mean, Christmas present,
1: not birthday. (laughs) I put yours in
0: my bag too. Yay, we're going to have a Christmas exchange. Christmas exchange. We can do it as we're decorating my tree Aww, together. The that'll two of so us. that be so
1: exciting. Maybe we can make a little um, video. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can put it on our Substack. Put it on the sub stack. Um, yeah, but that's it. I'm excited to see you. And uh, it'll just be a few hours now,
0: just several thousand hours till I'm in New York City. I hope you sleep on the plane. And Guys, we love you. We
1: love you. Thank you for
0: being here if you have time this week to donate your time or money to Raphael Warnock in Georgia yes please consider it
1: yes i've been hearing that the early um you know the early districts that are voting are mm-hmm. strong warnock districts but that right. we can't sleep on it can't sleep on because, it because as you know don't sleep on it um, red districts vote later, closer to the election. So I don't know
0: if I believe that anymore either. I know I'm done but- with all of these pundits. No, <laughs> I don't know, pundits, whatever they are. I'm just saying, like, lots of students, yes, voted uh, early as well. Yeah. Like, uh, not early, sorry, on time. Lots of students yeah. showed up the day of to yeah. vote as well. Lots of younger, newer voters did. So, you know, while historically speaking, they said the the you know, whatever. Republicans People. vote in person on yeah. the day of. Um, I
1: think the, the wisdom is just like, enjoy the hype, but don't believe yeah. it. Definitely don't let up and keep voting. And if you're phone banking or texting,
0: thank you so much for doing that. And uh, we're doing that too. And hold up, hold up. I want to, I want to end real fast, you know, I, with this and that, cause then I'll, and then I'll let you guys go. Um, You know, I subscribe to Rob Bresni's astrology newsletter, uh, Free Will Astrology, which I love. Michelle actually turned me on to Rob Bresni's Free Will Astrology many, many, many years ago. Yeah. But this is the newsletter that I just got from Rob Bresni. And I just want to read this really fast because I think that we all could use it in this moment. Um, Aspiring to express sublime feminine intelligence. All genders can do it, but. I just want to speak to this for one second. What are the qualities of people who embody sublime feminine intelligence? They believe that no one is free unless we all are free and that the supreme goal is to reduce suffering and increase joy. They're lovers of equality, activists committed to social and economic justice in service to people who are from disadvantaged backgrounds, excited to protect and preserve the health of the natural world, passionate about diminishing militarism, plutocracy, and bigotry, misogyny, and racism. They prize their understanding of the interconnectedness of all things. Listening well is a quality they value. They're willing to expand and adjust their understandings of the world if they encounter new information that reveals their previous beliefs are obsolete or too narrow. That's very important. They consider the needs of as many people as possible, not just the needs of their immediate community and network of allies. They regard relationship as a crucible for spiritual work. They are not fundamentalists and authoritarians who believe that only their truths are true. They're willing to consider the value of alternate points of view. They're open to the perspective that everyone has a piece of the truth but no one holds the entire truth. They regard practical expressions of kindness and compassion and ethical behavior as sacred practices. They regard play and fun and humor as not diversions from serious spiritual work, but rather as being at the center of it. Guys, there's a few more things here, but I really love that. That is really
1: lovely, and uh, that's a good shout out for Rob Bresni.
0: Well, listen, I'm aspiring to sublime feminine, 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 feminine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aspiring to foot. Fu- oh, so, whatever. Fucking goodbye, you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Oh, no.